listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Planes of War Team Yankee Federation Nam and Greg Moore podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming with our tongues framing our cheeks, our panzers flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefront Hobbies because Hammy has had his COVID jab and is now 5G trackable. If nice, dicey advice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the desert, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan, as wedged as a container ship, Gosling. That is wedged in tight. There is no give there in that sandbank, is there? Cool. <laughs> And the container ship stuck as well. And yeah. Lee, blue Wikipedia links are bad, Parnell. Citation needed. <laughs> Welcome, to episode <laughs> Welcome to episode 46, the one where we rediscover why time zones suck. Yep. <laughs> Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we have a packed show. We're going to be. This is great when Eddie's four hours ahead, and already it's already midnight where he is. Um, so tonight yeah. we're going to be talking about um, internet famous. Where we'll be doing our prize draw. Um, we mentioned on our last show. We'll then be doing faces, bases, something, something, including the wheel of hobby update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you actually remember the packing oh. in the suitcase. Um, we're yeah. having you and Who's Army with our um, bag ration flat panzer special. Um, officers answers we'll have a quick run for the events and then we will um, shoot scoot oh migration is, is that still stuck in the series I, I think that's <laughs> west germans i'm pretty sure we got past oh, okay. now in west germans so that's the starting event with internet famous yes uh, we have three new fantastic patreons um thank you very much for giving us your hard-earned money for listening to us gibbering on endlessly about random hobby stuff. Uh, we have Loki. I think that's Loki or Locke. Loke? L-O-K-E. Okay. <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth the money. Um, but in brackets, Old Dust, which is a, a strange moniker. Oh, um, no, that's the trigger word. Lee's going to, that's it. He's, he's going to go all Manchurian candidate now. Yeah. <laughs> old Dust, Agrax yeah. Earthshade. I think Old Dust, one of those AK weathering powders or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't use them anymore. <laughs> still House of Lords Dandroft. Yeah. Um, you have friend of the blog, uh, Soren Peterson. Thank you very much. And uh, then this other one. I could, is it GC... HQA GC yeah, I think it's French Canadian. It's French Canadian, isn't it? Yeah, if you yeah. Google it to get it. G C H Q. We are big Canada. They're onto us. But that's fine because they're also sp- they're also paying for it, so I- I'll let them off. Yeah. Yeah. So but hold on. Wait, wait a minute. My taxes pay their hold on. I've got wait, into... wait a second. Wait a second. A tax rebate. Yeah. <laughs> This feels like a this feels like a feedback loop now. Yeah. So whoever 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 trolled us with uh, Mo's Tavern with GCHQ, um, genius, absolute genius. Thank you very much. Yeah. Although it did take me a worryingly long time to get it because I was like, oh, it's a it's it's an interesting name. I'll Google the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. 
Of, of all the ones that you could have picked as well to Google the pronunciation <laughs> of. He's never going to do it again. That's it. That's the one time he was going to do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Now everybody else just gets whatever I you know, put out of the hat. Yeah. Um, speaking of putting out the hat. Oh, yes. Or Fez, or Fez as case or may Fez, be. In this yeah. case, um, our, all of our lovely patrons have gone into the Fez of decision making. Your bulging red Fez. <laughs> They also got into my hat headwear as well. Yeah, really. So we Twenty-three patrons to put in the put in put in the hat or fez, I should say. Yeah, three so three we... too many for a D twenty. Sad hand. Is is a fez a hat? It's a head covering. I know that. It's definitely a hat. Yeah, of course it is. Is it definitely a hat? Okay, yeah. I, was just, I was just asking. I'm not a he- I'm not a fez. You know. So we've we've written their names on the back of um, surplus unit cards. Put them in, put them into the fez. Give them yeah. a good top. Give it a good old toss, and now we're going to pull the name from Depths, and it is got my handwriting. Christopher Sanders. Ooh. So, Christopher, we will drop you a message on your Patreon. Yep. And um, we'll get you. We'll sort you out a T-shirt. Well, if you hear this first, message us here because that's more fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, right, we'll, we'll do it that way. Yeah, get the surprise going. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't can't message him because then he won't be a surprise when he listens to the episode. You'll just pray he won't listen to the podcast once he's got the t-shirt. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It'll shoot the scoop. He's played the played the long game. Is there any recommendations for uh, for t-shirts? What are people thinking? I mean, you can't um, go wrong with a Monty's meat grinder, can you? I mean, that really is the uh, haute cuisine of of t-shirts. Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a it's a good choice. Versatile. <laughs> you can wear to many, many fine events, like you know, yeah. bar mitzvahs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not sure funerals, but maybe. We get the black one. Yeah. Oh yeah, black one. Yeah. Black one. Formal wear. Formal wear. <laughs> yeah. Get a white one. You can wear it to a wedding. <laughs> you can't wear white to a wedding. You're upstage the bride, especially in one of our fine t-shirts. Yeah, you could be oh, the bride. That's a gift. Oh my God! Can you imagine the anger? So it's borrowed. Yeah. <laughs> borrowed my tea. My Monty's book card tea. Oh, who's Monty? This obscure Flames of War podcast. It's a ne- it's a niche of a niche of a niche. All you want on your special day is one of our in jokes. Yeah. But you could start the best man speech with a Dak Dak shorts joke. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. Ah, <laughs> oh, so yes, thank you very much for our patrons. Faces, bases, something and something. Yes. So Duncan, how many how, how many arrangements have you painted this week? Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I've I, some, not as many as I, I thought I was going to. I've been distracted. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I've been distracted. I know. But, all right, yeah, but mine's been, you know, distracted with progress. Ooh, snap. Sick burn. Sick. Um, I've painted, I can't remember, when, when did we last record? Was it two March weeks ago? March the 3rd, yeah. Yeah, March the 3rd. Okay, so um, had I done the Panzer Grenade, uh, sorry, the, the Beach Bums support, I think I had then, hadn't I? You d- you painted your your, your Stug battery. Oh, the Boot Stugs. Yeah, Boot Stugs. Yeah, okay, so no, I haven't. Uh, so I've painted some Beach Defender support since then. Boots, are boot stugs what you wear with your Dak short shorts? Yes, big big boot stugs. These boot stugs are made for walking. 
Exactly. <laughs> the, that Buffy episode's coming, isn't it? I can feel it. Blitzing's are made for blitzing, and that's just what they'll do. Yep. Oh, Unless they, I they, free up roll, I'm going to blitz all over you. They yeah. need to blitz. Oh my god, they're, they're tinfoil armour. I'll try to get Joss Whedon to come and write it for us, but he keeps shouting at me and making me cry, so we have to um, <laughs> Does go he? a bit longer. <laughs> what's um, what's, old, what's his face, Favreau, up to now that he's not recording The Mandalorian? He's, he's in between epi- like seasons, that, surely, so he must, he must have some time. I think the physio is oh. looking after him for so after you know yeah, taking the oh, entire carrying... the franchise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Oh, if he's if he's busy, we'll just parachute in Ron Howard. That's what, how that works, isn't it? <laughs> That'd be fine. And I can I can make him laugh with all my touchy jokes. He'll love that. Ah, oh, happy Save days. You, Ron Howard. You're my only hope. Yeah. <laughs> what a low bar. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the point. Meanwhile, back at the point. Um, so, I yeah, painted some beach defender support. So, uh, twelve centimeter mortars, some seventy-five mil infantry guns, and HMGs. Um, I then also, I then painted some objectives. So, BTR sixty and two M five seven sevens for Team Yankee. So, I've got some custom objectives now because I like three D objectives. I don't know why. I just do. And I'm sticking to that. Um, and then I paint. I did paint some Iranians. I painted some uh, M106s, 109s, and M50, uh, 150 toes. So it's kind of the support for the Met company. Yeah. So they came out all right, actually. I haven't painted any Iranians for a while. Um, so I was pretty pleased that they they, uh, they turned out. And then um, in the last week or so, I've painted a uh, Panzer IV company. And I'm just painting now, and I'm hoping that actually by the end of this, I might actually have finished, apart from the decals, some Panthers well, you to go in there. That it. is a heck of a list, mate. Yeah, I, I the the Panthers went together quite happily. I think they've come out all right. I haven't painted it's them amazing, in German before. It's amazing how quickly you can actually paint something. We don't have to build it. I hate building. Building's my nemesis. I can't do it quickly. I don't know why. I just get bored. I get distracted. Like it took me probably two hours to build five panthers. Really? Yeah, just because I was just like, oh, and then I've got to clean this bit up, and then <sighs> I suppose I've got to drill this bit out, and then and then I cut my finger trying to chip off some of the Zimmer mitt, and I was like, no, nope, these are done now. <laughs> these are done. To the garden with you, and you can have some undercoat. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm cracking along with them. I've I've done the the base coat. I've done all the camouflage. I've done the wash, and I'm just painting. I'm back to. I seem to actually say I'm painting tracks a lot, and I don't. I don't. Yeah, just seem to always be painting tracks. It's weird well, how you've never done a wheeled vehicle army. Just get avoid that as an issue. Yeah, but I hate painting wheels as well. It's the same problem. <laughs> yeah, it's road wheels and tires yeah. are the worst. Yeah, any kind of like locomotive force, um, I'm not interested in. It's just boring. I mean, it's it's good doing it in this kind of forum because I can not think about it. So I can talk at the same time as painting because it requires all of the uh, brain power of, um, I don't know, a small armadillo to actually, you know. Your average wargaming hobbyist. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, mm, are we counting War Machine in there? I don't know if we can count War Machine. Um, but yeah, that, so I've cracked through all of those and I've got lots more built as well. Like infantry, I've built loads of. I've built a whole Fulsham Jaeger um, platoon, uh, company, even company. Yeah, company. company. So. Thanks to Martin Turner. He gave me all of his um, his sloppy seconds uh, Fulsham Jaeger, which was extraordinarily kind of him. So I've got a load of metal ones that I only, 
I originally wanted to do a platoon for my Fulsham Stugs, which are probably going to be next. But um, I then worked out that actually, um, you know, what's, there's, once you've done one, one, one platoon, you only need two, right, for a company and an HQ? Exactly. So um, I, I slipped down that particularly uh, greasy slope. Have you ordered the gliders for them yet? No, it's late war. They don't, they're going to walk everywhere. Oh, that's true. You're going to walk absolutely everywhere. Although I have got to have a conversation with myself about what colour the helmets are going to be. So are they late war? Are they blue, like Luftwaffe? Or are they green, like early war? You oh, decide. I see. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah okay, so... Blue, make a difference. Yeah. Well, then set everyone on edge. Because I'm, I'm, whatever I choose, I'm bound to be wrong, right? So... Yeah, everyone will tell you how wrong you are. Yeah, that's fine. So, my, yeah, my Germans are at pace, but I'm pretty pleased, actually, because I think, well, I had some spare Dom's decals transfers, so I've done them all as 12th SS, the Panzers, so they're proper bad guys, um, ready to get mown down by some Canadians. Well, we are big in Canada, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you go choose the SS, that's the one to choose. Just well, to yes. Well, like Canadian listeners. So. Well, I'm hoping they can just fall over in front of... You know, your British armies. <laughs> oh, we hit on threes. Oh, my God, that's awful. Oh, no. Oh, no, the rule. Oh, and we, we can't shoot. In th What's that rule they have? They can't. Oh, no, it's that they get to use their commander's skill level, isn't it? Yeah. I can't even remember. Does that, does that, it's, I don't, they could have been anything. I just chose to do that because um, my friend Luke's also got second panzer, so I wasn't going to tread on his... Was going to panzer block him. Panzer. Yeah. So is this is this the, the the skill drop in the SS? Is that because they've started to realise that a lot of the fallacies are you know the, uh, the, the tropes of the invincible German fearless fanatic? Yeah, I think it's because as well they looked at it and went they hit on threes now because they they were very aggressive. You know they were they did always counter attack and never give any ground and, and that kind of stuff where. You know, so that she's not conducted to hiding. Uh, yeah, or surviving very long. I can't imagine. Um, and I think that that's you know, that's, a, that's quite a positive or a nice change, if you like. That they're not superhuman. And if you want to go for the, I think which ones the ones that are really really good, Lee? Is it? There's a card, isn't there, that you can add, and I think it becomes like um, you can get Freundsberg or one of the divisions that in the D-Day uh, SS book, and they become veteran. Well, you got their um, best the best SS card for the yeah. SS. That's it, yeah. Uh, is that Freundsberg? Yeah, tenth is Hostaffen. Um, but yeah, you, you can have them really good if you really, really want to. But I, I'm not going to. These are going to be um, eleven year olds with Panthers. Oh God. <laughs> so, well, and I was looking at it from a, from a game perspective as well. Like five Panthers, five SS Panthers is forty four points. So it's a single drop in your reserve. Yeah. So I think that's quite a horrible reserve to have dropping on someone. <laughs> You've got to be careful, though. It depends on what mission you're playing. Uh, it does. Sometimes you're like, oh, great. You've got loads of time to get all your Shermans in a lovely line to shoot my side armor. Yeah. What was that one where you had to come on in like the back corner? where the objectives were, but from turn three. Uh, breakthrough. Yeah, that was always like a, oh, no. All right. 
Oh dear. Oh yeah, I, they, they knew I was coming, didn't they? Oh dear. Yeah, that's the one. It's hurt. From my version three days of playing Panthers, those are the missions where you're just kind of like, I hope he doesn't realise this. I always realised. If your opponent realises, you go, oh, oh, okay, this is not going to be fun. Yeah, I'm just going to roll over and let you tickle my tummy now. Yeah. Like but, a true cat. But the, the plastic kit's really nice on the flip side. Oh, they're lovely, aren't they? I, I only had the resin ones before, um, and dealing with those with their plastic tracks and plastic barrels and you know resin and, and plastic hybrid kit, they're kind of nothing. There was no straight edge anywhere on on the model, yeah. <laughs> which was you know it's fine. It was just a bit of an annoyance trying to make uh, you know I was probably going a bit too far trying to make yeah, everything line up perfectly, but the the modern injection molded plastics have spoiled us. Yeah, they really are good. I mean. They, I know I, I said they took me ages to put together. That's not because it was hard. It's just because I'm poor. I've got poor discipline, it, apparently. It, um, yeah, inept, uh, poorly disciplined, uh, badly motivated. So um, perfect for putting together, you know, eleven-year-old uh, soldiers. Um, so uh, yeah, I, but the actual kits themselves are really nice, and you know, you can chop about the side skirts and make them all look all dinged up and. If you've got some hobby skill, which I haven't, um, you can actually chop off the Zimmermit and do like blocks of, you know, where it's been blown off. I was, looks nice. See, I was going to do that with mine, but then when I actually built them, I think they just look really good. The scale, I, I, I don't know what it, if what's to do with the photography and the fact it's so enlarged on the website and stuff, but in the flesh, like that small Zimmermit blocks didn't look yeah. as uniformly terrible as I thought they might. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to take off a single block as well. So you have to take off like a group of them. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I did stupid stuff. Like I, I painted that on after I'd blown, like put the camera on. So I've put like red hole blocks and then with a red hole patch. On I'm the sure that's that very good is. taking out a single block. Yeah. Ping! <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, they're, they're, it's a really nice, really nice kit. So I'm, I'm pleased with how they've come out, and I think they'll they'll be a nice addition. They'll round out the Panzer company then, so that'll give me 11 Panzer fours and uh, five Panthers. Nice. Kind of so have you painted any Iranians at all? Yeah. yeah. Well, infantry, no. Armoured fighting vehicles, yeah. Yes. I've, all my artillery and stuff is, oh, is done. That's what's at the start, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the M106s are the 81mm self-propelled mortars in the M113s. I've got the M109s, which are the howitzers. And then the uh, 150s are the toes. So they've got two toes. What's really depressing about that is that's that's eight vehicles. Do you know how many points that is? Three? No, eight. <laughs> so it's, it's back to one point a vehicle. The M109s bring it up as well, which is a bit depressing. <laughs> They, they look nice. I've started doing things as well, like putting Soviet machine guns as well on um, on M113s. Yes. So stuff like that. So it looks a bit um, a bit wacky. So they got Dushkas on the uh, M109s and stuff like that. Cool. Very cool. Lee, what have you painted? Um, lots, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been painting lots of air defence um, <laughs> stuff. Yep. I mean, so I've done the Gaskins on the last episode. So since then, I've then painted the geckos, which, you know, big gangly things, which always look like a ship. 
Um, vents and Guskers, so gun, gu- guns and missiles. And then that was that finished off on my um, air defence, and so then I sort of broke out the hurricanes and got them painted. And I painted them the day, apparently, which is like, oh, that's what oh. I was expecting. Um, so then I did the BMP freeze, got them built and painted. Are they all done now? All done, yep. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, apparently it's, um, it's, it's like monotone camo is really good. Yeah. yeah, I think you've nailed down the pre-shade on the greens, haven't you? You really have. A little bit too good, because now the, the second lot of BMP3s don't quite match the first ones. But... Yeah, but that's just historical. Yeah, it's just uh, different batches, that's it. Exactly. You know, those guys sat in the sun for an extra couple of days. I'm actually a bit terrified now by the amount of stuff that your Soviets have got like appearing now. I, I suddenly realised what the Dutch would have felt in real life. <laughs> just the sheer numerical yeah. supremacy. Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's all fine. It's all fine. Nothing to see. 250 points of paint stuff now. Gee, many Christmas. There's like 130 points in the um in the T80 formation. Yeah. And there are 50 points in the Afghanistan formation, and it's like a whole bunch of support now. So, but I've decided I'm not going to keep going with Germans. I'm going to take a break and paint up some World War Two Germans. So the Soviets going to go on the back burner again now. Just for a second, yeah. I was going yeah. To, I'm going to spend next month just doing some Germans, just to have a bit of palate cleanser, and then try and finish off the Soviets the following month. What have you got left on the Soviets? So I've got the T-64s. Oh, yes, okay. Yep. And I've got the, um, the Ravel Hines, and hopefully by then I'll have some replacement tosses as well so I can get them done. Oh, yes. Actually, Luke was telling me something interesting about he'd done some research into the North Ag stuff when we were talking on Saturday. Yeah, you were saying that um, the North Ag um, Soviets were the ones that were issued the T-64s? Yep. So they had a lot more of them than T-80s because they got them uh, issued to them to replace some of their T-72s. Where well, the so units got the T-80s to replace them. Um, so North Ag, North Ag was only ever T-64s and T-80s. They didn't have T-72s. Oh, okay. Centag had um, T-72s. Centag was a T-72, so they're basically the same as their um, Czech forces. So they went, so they went T-62s, T-72s, because they were basically... Um, Norfag always had, the, had priority, because it was always the main thrust. Oh, well, there we go. To capture the ports and that. Because, I, yeah, I didn't know. I need to step up my T-64 game then. Because mm-hmm. if, if you guys have got all British and stuff, then I've only got T-72s. That's right. You can, you're, you're doing... Um, Oh, you're doing checks, aren't you? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're miles away. You have to miles do, away. My American, do my Americans I mean, do fold the gap. The other thing you were saying was that there was a French corps apparently dedicated to North Ag, which yep. I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. It was all very interesting. I was like, so, really? Hmm. Yeah, so I think North Ag had basically a little bit of everything. There was an American um, division, no, corps, sorry, but American corps assigned to um, North Ag. I think Third Corps, could be wrong. Um, yeah, I think the French had some forces earmarked to reinforce North Ag as well. And obviously done, because his assumption was being that um, South Ag would not see much in the way of a thrust. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I did not know. There we go. Every day's school day. <laughs> Talking about school days, what have you been up to, Eddie? I've actually done some painting for once. <gasps> Shock horror. No. Mind God in heaven. All it took was you to be on exile, in exile, and then you could actually get yeah. on painting. 
Yeah, exactly. Remove um, all distractions. Well, none of it's actually the stuff that was on my uh, oh, the, good God. hobby list. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, none of it. Well, I've got a limited. I'd, when I go away, I've got limited ability to take paints with me. Yeah. So what I've done is I took. Um, I got my British. I thought I'd do a, a Brit infantry thing because they, you know, very similar limited color palette. Um, so I've done a British rifle platoon. Finished those guys off. The ones that I brought back from the states with me. Oh, the landing ones. Yep. Uh, just well, just normal rifle company. Oh, okay. Yeah. So platoon, just normal riflemen. Um, and then just before I came away, I managed to get um, the metal uh, British Para Company. So I very quickly in one night built based and textured um, including having to green stuff and absolute ton of bases oh my god the, well all the bases that came with it had five holes in them oh but the infantry only had enough metal infantry for four oh, for mm-hmm. stand so the night before I was due to fly out I ended up basically firing down all these metal models gluing them in green stuffing in the spare hole on the base and texturing it so I could um, fur brown spray before I came out. Um, which meant that what I had to bring out with me was the British Armour uh, Vallejo paint set and then a couple of the GW washes and then a little bit of the metal and flesh colour. I know you're a big uh, proponent of the fur brown spray, but I've, I've been I've been covetously eyeing the... Um... I don't know if you see TT Combat have brought out their own range of sprays. Oh, have they? Yeah, they've got some interesting colours in there. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I just... It works... It's working quite well, actually, on these guys. The Brun. Yeah, it just means it's down to paint. Things like the rifle stocks. You know, you just leave the base brown and then give it a wash over the top and it that works perfectly good. There's a lot to be said for a brown primer on infantry. Brown's a good good colour if you've got um like a red or a green, bizarrely. It actually goes on quite well. Yeah, it works. It gives it a bit of a pre-shade as well if you're missing any bits on the uniform. It doesn't stick out. I might I really struggle painting this uniform. But just the colour. It tends to be very finicky or very you know, it's either too too thick and doesn't really flow, or it's too thin. It's quite hard to get the right consistency for it. Yeah, um, whenever I've used it, I've struggled with coverage. But usually I fail on it too thin. I don't know if that's my particular. No, I think it's just the colour. I think the pigmentation for the Vallejo one is just a little bit more of a tricky one. I never uh, had a problem with it. I had a problem with it on my, on my Paris. It always seemed to be pretty good. I used to go with like, um, a German camo medium brown um, base coat. Ah, I see. Uh, this is just straight over the fur brown. Yeah. You and your layering. You and your he's, proper painting techniques. What's that all about? He's stunked about that, hasn't he? Yeah. That's why it takes me forever to paint anything. It's a... <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so I've, I've done my first little test stand of British Paras for my air landing company um, just to test the, the way I was going to paint the dents and smocks and the, the, the colour mix and the agrex shade over the top. And I think they look pretty good. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, they're quite nasty, I think. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. Oh, God it's bless your egg racks. Yeah, exactly. I think the, just the right amount of patterning 
to make it look like a denizen smock without it being too either too big or so small you can't even see the detail kind of thing yeah that's what i found on my painting my splinter camera is you have to make it almost cartoony to make it stand out yeah otherwise it's it, yeah, it kind of blends in a bit too well yeah exactly yeah. the bottom disappears um yeah so i've been painting those got those guys in front of me now starting the rest of the first platoon two more in the box it's a full three platoon company worth with extra piets mm, piets bring up the piets um, yeah and then uh just to give you something a little bit different if i get bored of the infantry I, i've got a uh hot wheels car for Gaslands. Um, oh yes yep i've just been playing about weathering up putting some rust on it and stuff and guns presumably Surely it should be uh, yeah, gun. Yeah, get a nice couple of fifty cows mounted at the front. Um, oh, yeah. James, James Bond. Yes. Exactly. So, do we want to do a quick wheel of focus update? Well, yeah. So, I was going to speak to you guys about that. So, the backlog at the moment is I've got early war Brit tanks, early war Force yes. mid war East West Panzergrens, and, yes. and bolt action Force Jaeger. Yes. So, <laughs> I don't know if I want to spin on it. <laughs> oh, Eddie, what have you done? But That's quite a backlog. When I get back, I am going to have a couple of weeks of actual oh, days off. So, I don't know. I thought I'd let you guys decide. Do I spin or don't I spin? <sighs> well, I mean, we, we put in the intro, so you kind of got to now. <laughs> God damn it! No oh, mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Finish him. Okay. Yep. So, what type of hobby? Click, 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 click. It's worth doing it just for the sound effects. It has selected other. Other. So, other. So this board is full of things oh, that don't fit into Games Workshop specialist games, six millimeter. Terrain, blah blah blah. So, oh my god, is this a category that covers all all the salute special special figures that no one ever gets for the painting? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all the all the like single side games. So, oh hold on, this does this mean you could be, have your gasland car? Could be there? Could you have preempted the hobby wheel of focus? I could have done, but I'm not that lucky. Um, <laughs> it has come up for World of Twilight, an aerial. Delgon. That's just random. World of words. Twilight. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. Is that no, Sparkly Vampires? It it predates Sparkly Vampires, unfortunately, and then the Sparkly Vampires come out. It is a a guy local to Guildford, um, Mike, made a complete fantasy um, world, and he made a miniature game to go with it. It's 28, not really 28 mil. It's more like 35 mil. Heroic scale. Um, yeah fantasy figures that aren't like orcs and goblins so you have like delgon um there's a whole like whole heap of stuff and then of course he introduced several people from the guildford games club to the game um and paul townsend as well is good friends with him fantastic painter so of course we called it battle fraggles much to his chagrin um has, and has he got dozers that pretty much there oh. are some of the races do look like dozers. 
Um, I love Fraggle Rock. It's got a really, yeah, it's got a really, really interesting system because you have eight activation stones that go into a bag. It's kind of like bolt action, but you don't fight one of those stones. Two of those stones are combat stones, so you can move into each other's base-to-base co- contact, but you don't fight unless you draw the combat stone. So you get like this push your luck thing of just like, well, I'm going to get in, try and pin him down. So you've got a little bit of the movement. Get my head kicked in. Yeah, exactly. Unless you've, yeah, I went for the race that has the mechanical striders where they've ripped their legs off and replaced them with like what are like Imperial Guard war walker legs, oh. and you can use steam points to chug across the battlefield and stab people up. So I will post pictures on the Breakthrough Assault plays page. Yeah. Why? So, so that's one figure, presumably the one you just called out. It's like one dude. No, that's the, that's the army. It's oh, okay. The, the Delgon is the, the race. Oh, he sounded like a man. Like Derek. Yeah, no, not, not quite, but yes. <laughs> Derek gone. Derek, Derek gone. Del, Del, where you gone, Del? Yeah, exactly. Sounds up in a three-wheeler. Right, that's my list of backlog. Okay. Derek gone. But yeah, fantastically... What? Characterful sculpts. Now remind me, Lee, was there a penalty for the wheel of focus getting out of control? No, I, I, I don't think we got that far. I think Good. we were just hoping it would work. We <laughs> 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 were all hoping it might actually the wheel of focus might actually maintain focus. Careening wildly out. We started off well. I did say, yeah, I did. It was so, positive. Uh, a positive start. Yeah, well, it's still hope free yet. It's early days. Yeah, that's what I mean. Po- positive start, mediocre middle. It all went downhill when Eddie started getting cocky and doing multiple roles. I know. Yeah, I know. By that point, I had some days lined up. And then... I've paid well, the B29. Don't worry about that. I've got this, boys. I've got this. Yeah. Oh, no. And I've got an OP. Then then Mike the Everest schedule changer intervened. and was like, oh, yeah. we're doing E-Day. And I was like, well, I need to get my parents done then. Just cut the bridges that got my name on it. <laughs> And it all went a bit sideways. Oh dear! Oh well, it gives you, you need the Paris. They give you the yeah, the twelfth SS something to try and run over badly. Sorry. Yeah, the you first. Well, they've got to turn up first without breaking down. <laughs> no, I don't mean like you know, crying, sitting on the side of the road and crying. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I've had enough. I can't do it. Yeah. It was sports day on Thursday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my baby bell. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's all of us. Yeah, you use army. Check that out. Got my, got my commitment to taking hobby with you when you go on your working well, holiday. Absolutely, and especially seeing as that you can, you know, take the bits to build things. Yeah, that's a no-no. Well, it was, it was the the face of the uh, Moroccan security guard when they discovered my um, unbuilt fifteen millimeter um, local forces for for Nam, and she showed me the picture because they, they they get your bag and they start going through it. And you go, well, what have you seen? Because you know, yeah. lots of stuff in there that could look dodgy. She showed me the photo and it did look like a claymore. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. just a packed, packed wad of shrapnel inducing miniature yeah. men. Right, next door to your block of marzipan you're taking with you and yeah. your alarm clock. So, alarm clock, yeah. Yeah. So uh no, luckily luckily I'm not having to jump around through See, three different airports or based out of one hotel, so I'm not being funny as well. Moroccan border control sounds like one of those things that you don't really want to mess with, like, you know, Thai prison or, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing that it's like mm, I don't I don't know what that's based on, but it just sounds like no. No, I don't want to talk to you. I don't think that would be work- that would be good. My future endeavours would not yeah. uh, well, not be pleased by that. It's, it's incredibly hard, especially the stuff that we do where we don't go anywhere. That always confuses people. Yeah, we're, what are you we, doing? What are you doing? We're taking off, we're flying around for four hours, and then we're coming back here. And they're like, what? What? Yeah, I think she just replied back, it doesn't make any sense to me either, mate. It's my job. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Flying in circles. Spotting camels. Ever decreasing circles. Ever decreasing, yeah. <laughs> ever expanding circles of hobby. Yeah, ever ex- yeah, well, in your case, yeah. Mind you, every I'm starting to do the, the kind of thing you are, you, well, you used to, I imagine, which is finding stuff that I didn't think I had. Oh, yes. Map, eh? oh. <laughs> that, well, that's kind of why I started making these hobby lists, because it just reminds me what forces I do and don't have, and then what I want to do to get them finished i mean it's not like i've turned up at the wrong lockup and you know not found what i'm looking for it was more uh, i've opened a drawer and gone oh oh i didn't know i had them hmm, what have i got that <laughs> so for for the the, the bagration lists that we were talking about in a minute i did have to go through my old um sale orders to make sure i had i was like i think i ordered those did i order those i can't remember oh my go god through. really Order after order after order to find. The, oh, you know, I did. That's great. I've got the hummels that I wanted. <laughs> oh, from last year's. It's one AM sales. Yeah, one AM sales from last year. I wish they brought them. Uh, well, uh, I wish they brought them back from. In terms of, it always used to make uh, the day go a bit quicker. Thinking yeah, about. Is it one AM yet? Well, not only that. It's like you look at it and go, oh, uh, what kind of could I, do? I need those? Is there anything I can do with them? Yeah. Like, oh, well, no, maybe not. And then by the afternoon, you would have found this one list. You're like, oh, yeah. actually, I could put those yeah. in there. AB41s. Now, I could use them for my Hermann Goering in Germany as armoured cars. Now, mm. I've only got two hours to order them before it, it changes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I can always, always move them on later and bring them by. Yeah, I think I think Lee said it best when it was like, well, yeah, I, I miss them, but my wallet doesn't. <laughs> No uh, more bagration lists. Yes, it's finally coming. Bagration. I, 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 yes, yes. How many months? Uh, some months. Some I don't months. even know anymore. I don't. What month are we in now? Uh, end month? of March. Okay. Twenty twenty one, right? Yes. Okay. So it's a couple of months late. Yeah, January. Something like that, he says. Yeah. The high pitch voice, not really knowing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Fe- I'm pretty sure it's February is when it come out. February. Yeah. So yeah, all right. So it's so it's, yeah, still a couple of months. February, March. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not too uh, bad in the global pandemic. Yeah, the fact that China's run out of shipping containers, which I'm sure was not something that anyone had ever considered previously. Yes. Unbelievable. Mm. Um, 
so in all in light of that we thought that we would have a quick look again at what we would like to make out of the new lists yeah and just, to make, it, just, to, make, just to make it interesting we um put the caveat you had to somehow fit in either a hetzer or a um panzer 470 yeah god's own panzers i was a formation or a support but you had to have at least one of those representing your army somehow which was easy for me because I started off. I thought, oh, I'll just flip through the book and see, what, you know, see what actually is coming out. And then uh, actually looked in some detail for once at the Panzer 470. And then, oh my God, do I realise why it is the best Panzer? You know, flat Panzers are the best Panzers. Well, it's it's good as long as you don't have hedges. <laughs> if you don't, yes. have, if you don't have to go anywhere, it's perfect. You got hedge bets. Yeah. Well, exactly, you really do. Nine. And they call it a nine. Hole. Yep, and a huge great gun. And a huge great gun. Which, yep. yes, the poor panther's crying in the corner, going. Well, it really is because it's yeah, it just a bit outclassed. I mean, admittedly, it's got you know forests in the bag. You don't have to yeah. you know if you're facing just the forest. If you need to climb a tree, yeah, panther, panther's, panther's got. Panther's the way to go. What yep. is the cross of a 475? Five. Oh, gosh. And Hetzer, yeah. so's a Hetzer. They're both five. They're both effectively yeah. overworked, is what they used to be in the old book. And that's, yeah. this is how they represented it. Yeah, which I think, I think is fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. Well, you have to change your road wheels to be solid metal rather than rubber yeah. because you're so no heavy. I think it's, it's a fair representation. <laughs> <laughs> how comfortable is that ride now? Oh, you have no teeth. Oh, they hate you. Exactly. So yeah, if, as long as you, I mean, I think it's fine. I think you either got to make the choice about where you set up to in, be in terrain and then probably not move again, or not Never. to be in terrain and just yeah, yes, avoid it at all costs. Near terrain is probably your friend. The same behind, yeah. keep, keep it between you and them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Part of me just wants to be full out aggressive with them. Well, no, no, no. You don't do what the Panzer Brigades did, which is try and use a, a Panzer 470 for a Panzer's job. No, yeah, you do. That's just, not how, that's not going to work. Rolling <laughs> down a flank. Uh, rolling? What? Literally, like end well, over end? If, if there's a slight slope, then you know, there's not much they can do to stop them. I think they're so bloody yeah. heavy. They just <laughs> so a hundred points of Panzer 470 yes. goodness. So I came yep. up with two because I got a bit carried away. <laughs> um, Which one, one are you going to go for? Well, I'll, I'll start off with the quick one. One of them uh, okay. is is it's called a Panzer IV, but it has no Panzer IVs in it. Oh, okay. I don't mean yeah. to. I, I, yeah. So everyone oh, Panzer IV Pan- company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone gets a Panzer IV, but, they, but there are no Panzer IVs. So it has a. It's a Panzer IV seventy company. One lovely flat panzer for a HQ, then has four flat panzers in a platoon. The the Panzer four seventy okay. obviously being based off the Panzer And there goes fifty percent of your points. Yeah. <laughs> then you stick in another four Panzer fours in the second platoon. And there goes the other fifty. <laughs> yeah. It's thirty six points for four. No, yeah, I know. And then I thought, well, we need some anti you know, anti infantry, anti aircraft, so I'll put three wearable wins. 
in as well, yep. which are obviously based on a Panzer IV chassis. Yep. And then uh, I was like, well, if you've got Dagged infantry, you need some artillery. So if I put three Hubbles, that's also based on a Panzer IV ch- chassis. My God. That is 100 points. Which is wow. not a very sensible 100 points, granted. Uh, it's not terrible. I mean, you've got to take out at least, what, six... 470s to make a command like a formation break, yeah. Problem with that, that's gonna yeah. Yeah, I, so, uh, I think the Hummels are a nice inclusion, although they are they're probably quite expensive, aren't they? 12 points for three, yeah. So it's a, a point. Wesps are nine points for three, I think. Yes, they are, yeah, yeah, they are, so but they're a Panzer three chassis, right? Yeah, uh, Wesps are Panzer two, yeah, Panzer two chassis. Oh, the Panzer two, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not good. That's not. But, I mean, the main really. thing really was there. Just be like, okay, so what's what's a, what is a four seventy you're going to struggle against? Infantry. Well, yep. dug in. You know, if you've got a shift something off the objective, it was like, well, let's actually run some hummels for a bit of killing power. You know, two up firepower. Two up firepower. Repeat bombard. Having to reroll the saves. That upset someone. You'll actually start churning through things. Or fail that, just no, drive up no, the machine gun things. Well, yeah, the Whirlwind's firepower's five up, isn't it? Yeah, cause it's, still two, it's still a two-centimeter gun. Yeah, it's just sheer sheer number of dice at that point. Yeah, brilliant. That's, that's, yeah. And you're pinned. And you're pinned. And you're pinned. And yeah. Do you want to move? Yes, go on. Just move. I yeah, you're going to struggle, though, with reserves, aren't you? Because you haven't got an easy way to do 40 points, have you? No. Unless, I can't remember how many points the Werber wins are. Well, the Werber wins is 12. Seven. Oh, okay. Depends how big you are. So how many, how many did you say you had? Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three. So seven points. So you can put the Werber wins so have... a platoon of flat panzers in reserve. Not bad. Yeah. But that only leaves you with the... Four platoon, yeah. one platoon four, one the HQ, and then the three Hummels. <laughs> so you don't get a lot on the board. It's a little, it's a little, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit stretched at that point. But I mean, you could put the four platoon and the flat Panzer HQ in reserve. Mm-hmm. But not great, not terrible. Yeah. So that, that was the silly one where everything everybody's a Panzer four, but not. Um the main list, the one I actually came up with, has starts off the same, so Panzer Four HQ, four Panzer Fours mm-hmm. in a platoon. Mm-hmm. Um then it has an information armoured Panzer Grenadier platoon. Yep. Which is the full full shebang with an extra Panzer Shrek. Um then it has four Werber wins, which are also information. Then you have three Hetzers, which are also in formation. Um, you have the three Hummels again, but this time with a Panzer three OP to actually you know, make sure you can get that where you want it. And then to get around any dodgy deployment, uh, recce option of two Pumas. That feels a little bit more um, rounded. Yeah, that was the first list I made. And then I was like, oh, there's only a couple of things in here that don't have Panzer IV chassis. And then I made the Panzer IV list. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Uh, but that's 99 points. So you still have one point to get the lucky card. Just to oh, really not lucky. To annoy me. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I just love your hatred, lucky card. So. It's just... So, yeah, it's not my favourite. You're right. <laughs> it's systemically good. There you go. That's the politest I'll be to it. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like a, a, an entirely British level of passive-aggressive. I like it. Yeah, entirely, <laughs> entirely uh, fine. Yeah. I mean, you have a thing about that. The li- sorry, the other thing about the list as well is it literally is the, the new starter box hmm. with the Hubbles, Pumas, and Panzer three OP added. Have they get Pumas in there? No, no, that's what I'm saying. No? You add... Not this, oh, that's not all this right. set, no. I think they're in like um, one of the sets, but not this one. Oh, okay. I think they're in the SS that's one. That's pretty good going. Yeah. That's pretty good going, though, for a box set. So that's probably, what, 100 odd quidish? Something like that. It's probably all plastic as well, isn't it? Apart from the Hummels, maybe. Uh, Hummels, yeah, Hummels. Hummels are definitely resident in metal, just literally assembling some now. Just hot glue there, but... Oh, there you go. Hot off the presses, literally. Hot, because I just got the hot glue going, yes. So... <laughs> oh. From, from the, yeah, from the Lee salt mines. <laughs> so, Doug, what was, what, what's in your migration wish list? Well, I did a bit of reading. So I actually did some looking around and see where um, Panzer 470s were actually issued. And I found a, a wonderful piece of research that someone did, which told you exactly which units were issued them in which month of 44 and 45, oh, wow. along with some other bits and pieces. And one of the units that they were issued to was my beloved 21st Panzer. What? Yes. So in February 1945, they were issued <laughs> six Panzer 470s. I feel calling this 21st Panzer. Is this like 21st Panzer Take 3, isn't it? Yes, this is this is 21st Panzer 3 Die Harder. <laughs> um, so this was after they were yeah, smashed in France. They were reconstituted and sent to the Eastern Front. But Hans von Luck was still with them. So, you know, there's still that. There's still some remnants of the uh, 21st Panzer from North Africa. But, um, yeah, so they had... They had uh, I think they had issued some Panzer Fawns and some Panthers at the same time as well. So I went back to looking at the... Um, so I've got Panzer Grenadier Regiment 125. Okay. Panzer Grenadier Battalion 1, I decided to represent. And I, the one thing I do love about the Progression book is that you can mix up those formations. Mm. So your formations are very, very, very flexible. So I thought I'd take advantage of that. So um, I, it's a Panzer Grenadier um, for two, uh, sorry, uh, company. So it's got the two SMGs in command with Panzerfaust and then the Panzer Grenadier platoon with another seven uh, MG platoons, uh, sorry, yeah, MG stands with Panzerfaust. Sorry, it's, it's still limited Panzerfaust. So you only got the one, but every, you know, you don't have to pay for the upgrade. It's, it's baked in. And then um, the next platoon is then armored Panzer Grenadiers because you can do that. So you can have one of your platoons is armored. So mm-hmm. even though you've got the bog standard Panzer Grenadiers is you know, one platoon in the command, you can still have an armoured one. So I went, again, another full-size one of those with uh, the four SDKFZ 251s. And then the fourth platoon in formation is the Panzer 470s. Jeez. So there's four of those at 36 points. Right. So that's my three sort of compulsory choices, if you like, within the formation. Um, then it also in formation, I took the 12-centimetre mortars. So again, Panzer Grenadiers, they're... They're on foot, so you get the full four stands for eight points, which is nice. pretty nice artillery. Um, they don't have smoke, though, do they? 12 they don't have smoke, no. Uh, so it's, uh, you, it's a bit of a 
trade-off. You can either get the smaller mortars if you want, or uh, and have the smoke barrage, or you have you have to sacrifice that to get the better firepower in the um, slightly longer range. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I went for the bigger ones just just because. Um, and then I took the three seventy-five millimeter tank hunter platoon pack forties. So that's eleven points. And then the final unit in formation is two armored flamethrowers. So you can have the armored flamethrower half tracks. And I thought, oh, that's that's quite a nice little you know little unit. It's only two of them, but you know, running around and following the Panzer four seventies about if they need to, and just being a general nuisance. I mean, they've got five five flamethrower shots each, so you know they. They're going to dig some stuff out if you can get within four inches. That's that's a caveat there. I, I feel I feel we should be focusing on. But yes. What's that? If you well, <laughs> I was thinking maybe you could do some the sort of thing with the um, the wasps where you can hide them behind them or lurk them around things. But someone's you know you got to take the time to kill them. So they're there. Then they're in formation. So if the worst comes to worst, you can sit at the back and you know they're another platoon that's going to going to hide and keep your formation going and that left me with 88 well 88 points spent so 12 points left Jeez. and what can you buy for 12 points 488 so i've got four flak 36 88 for, nice. eight points, for 12 points and just shoved them in because i thought well it's got quite a lot of high at anyway but that just that's one of those things you just put down and go yeah you're not going over this way and this is mine, and this yep. line of sight is mine. Exactly. And I thought it might actually help the 470s out, because you've got the ambush, ambushing, um, I, I think probably the ambushing pack 40s, because there's three of them, that, you know, if, you, if you're going on the defensive, you stick them in ambush. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah you've probably got the 40 points is the um, four Panzer 470s and the two flamethrowers. So nice. that... Yeah, as in reserve, if you have to have it, have a reserve, but that still leaves you with adequate anti-tank, I think, in terms of the 488s and the three-pack 40s. Right. And then you've still got, you know, two infantry platoons, just doing what infantry platoons do, and you know, holding ground. So I was quite pleased with that. I, I actually nice. looked. That, that is quite nice. sensible for once. Yeah. I mean, the, the only weird thing, I guess, is the flamethrowers, but you can always find four points to spend on other stuff if you, you know, if you want to stick some wreck in or yes. something like that. So, yeah, that's my 20, 21st Panzer in February 1945. Is this, because is, it's 1945, this, is that what you have on paper? And in reality, you've got a third of it, and uh, <laughs> half of that doesn't work. Correct. Yeah, there's no fuel. Um, everyone's bricking it. Um, yeah. Most most of the units are trying to get to the west to surrender to the allies over there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the mortars have only got two rounds each. Um, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's quite a nice little. That does sound really quite, good, man. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. It's quite it's a a hard stuff. not not to crack, I think, as well, because it's it's got that blend of high AT and and infantry in it. Would you still go attack, or would you? Um, I think I'd see what the opponent like list is. If you're coming up on an armoured list, I'd, I'd be tempted to defend. You know, keep those 470 safe and off the table, rolling yeah. on where you need to. You've got enough stuff to probably make life awkward for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can attack. You certainly can attack. You've got enough sounds, mobility in there. Sounds dangerously competitive, Duncan. Uh, does it? 
<laughs> it's, it's historical. I looked. <laughs> I, I looked up things. <laughs> they actually had them. That 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 would be a great thing of going. Well, this isn't a historical list, is it? Well, actually, I think well, it's fine. Actually, you could have put them, put them a pair of glasses just so you could push them up to the bridge of your nose. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Well, I think, you know, it, that's the thing about Flames War, isn't it? It's the thing that always riles my dad about it, is that you know, there was only 12, um, what, stamp tigers in the whole of the, that were ever made. Yeah. yeah. But they had to exist somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're saying, so two of them have turned up on this one place at one time? Yeah. Oh. I, don't, I can't wait for stamp tigers. Stamp tiger. Uh, are they that good? I don't know if they're that good. Waters in disguise. They're fine. They'll be all right. Yeah. I think it's a trap. Yeah. I think it's like the Ferdinand trap. Oh, speaking of Ferdinand, sorry, very quickly. Thank you very much for my um, Tiger P. Oh, you're welcome. Did that come from come through Um, from Carol, all right? Yep. I was. I was. Yeah. So, um, was it 3D printing Printing valley? Valley? Yeah. Um. Got a nice surprise parcel. I was like, I didn't order anything. What? What is this? What um, the? Uh, what the? Yeah, some tiger peas that I've been waiting for for ages. And then um, at first, I was just going to do them as like mid-war grey, just a standalone tiger for mid-war. What? And you told me that. Well, I, I was just like, I didn't know they were actually got used for anything. Yeah, yeah, they they were command vehicles, weren't they? Yeah, well, one of them was. <laughs> there's, oh. two, there's two that saw action. So there's one that saw action that was a command vehicle for the Ferdinand slash elephant um, company in the eastern front, um, which only found out actually the the Ferdinand. Okay, was it the elephant first? Yeah, no, it's the Ferdinand first, then the elephant. Yeah, yeah, but that had, yeah, but that had nothing to do with the actual changes. They just changed the name. All right, probably, I was... probably because the the Ferdinand was such an unmitigated failure when it came out. Yeah, yeah no, they just they rebrand. Just, it happened to come inside, <laughs> but it wasn't because they'd done the changes. They thought, "Oh, we better rename it." They just went, "Oh, we've got a new name for it now." Okay. Um, uh, military history visualized. Thank you very much. Was it that, or was that the other guy? Anyway, um, no, very excited to paint that. I, I was so tempted to bring it out with me. I was like, "Ah, oh, but I don't have any of the paints for that that I'm packing." So. Yeah, I think that that would be a that would be a, a shame to yeah blast through that. Yeah, no. So I'm gonna wait, wait for it to come. Wait, wait, wait till I go home, and then uh, paint up my thirties. How many have you got? <laughs> Six. <laughs> Six Ferner. Oh my god! Have you got any broom bars to go with them? Because you can mix them in. I don't because the broom bar model was I think would. I, I've never really had a soft spot for them, and looking at that shirt, and I think I'd, they'd probably get, be given flying lessons rather than actually get built. They're all right. I mean, I made four, and I left the shirts off two of them. Yeah, yeah, no, and they're, they're, they're never really cheap models as well because they've obviously been metal on resin. So weirdly, I think they've taken a price cut in the migration stuff. I think they're twenty-three quid for four now. Oh, really? Mm. So I was trying to work out if they were plastic or not. Robust. Because they had come down. Mm. Nah, they'd be resin still. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. 
poo pooed, instantly poo pooed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not the least being very dismissive at all. Um, yeah, no, I was so, just surprised. Well, that that was with a discount. That was with your friendly local game, you know, uh, right. discount. Yeah. But still, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty reasonable. No, yeah. So I've got the third name company. I, mean, I, I, I only own them because they were in the sale from the one AM sale, and I went. Yes. I like them. I've always liked them. They're, you know, they're forty percent off. Right, I'm having some. What are you going to use them for? Uh, uh, TBC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can find. There'll be something, right? Well, that's why right, I've got right? bloody hornices that I need to figure out what list they're going to go into. Oh, uh, Italy. They use them in Italy. Did they? Yeah. yeah. We, we do our Italy campaign. That'd be fun. I like Italy. Yeah. It's, it's nearly as good as a, as the desert. I mean, nearly. It's not, you know. Nearly? Yeah. Lee, what's in your vibration list, my man? So, soon as you guys went with the Panzer 470s, I went for the Hetzer. Though, I think you had a Hetzer in your second list, didn't you? I did, yeah. The three from the core set, because they're awesome. Eddie Jeed. Mm. Well, that's alright because I, I kind of cheated as well. So I kept some oh. rules about this being the four support being Bagration. But the actual core formation is a Beach Defense Grenadier Company from D Day. Beach Bombs? Yeah. Because I like the idea of these guys being like your um, second line troops. You know, second? If not third, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which seems consistent with, like, say, the Battle for Hungary, and that was basically, you know, just a you know, battered remains of, like, cooks and like um, admin staff. That's where they've taken yeah. fourth line troops, added what's left from lines one and two and three. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's that's a good simulation, though. That's that's an interesting use of the beach defenders. We talked about that previously, but I don't yeah, know if yeah. I've seen anyone do it. So, I went with um, HQ, obviously, with um, Panzerfaust. Yep. Um, two platoons of seven um, MG42 and um, K98 rifle teams. Oh, you went for the MG42s, not just the rifle ones. Again, I, I wanted to reflect these guys being the um, yeah, yeah, yeah the cheap so, ones. Yeah, That's the, the ones I like. Yeah. Well, if it were the MG, if if, if it were, I thought MG42's dance would be just like overrepresenting how much kit these guys would have. Mm-hmm. So they they got they haven't really got much to wear support weapons. What they got is a Panzerfaust, additional Panzerfaust. Sorry. So they got the Panzerfaust upgrade plus the additional Panzer Shrek. Yep. Right. But only one per platoon. So that was um, basically, um, that makes it like a seven point platoon, basically. Um, and there's two of those. So it sips the points at this point. Um, I gave them mortars because I thought mortars would be fairly um, prevalent. So they got a platoon of four eight centimeter mortars and a platoon of four 12 centimeter mortars. Well, that's basically the entire, the entire artillery component of the army is in, the, in that. Yep. But that's still that's two, still two templates, one of which can pop out smoke, so pretty good. Okay. But the support is basically representing like the forces being sent to reinforce this line. So there's um a two fifty two fifty scout troop. Um again like some cheap recce, nothing too high quality. Um four eighty eights, because I figured you know Luftwaffe units and that kind of thing, as it would be sort of copping this, so the eighty eight would be it. Probably the, the only tank gun you've the only tank gun you've got is would be the, whatever AA gun have to be in the area. Yeah. Um and then the mobile element along the recce is effectively four hetzers. Yep. 
which is a nice little 16 point unit but yes four four tanks were you know a fairly anti-tank 11 gun so that's gonna be putting out quite a few shots i think if those guys can lurk in the tree line effectively replace my pack 40s with um a mobile element nice and then my reserve would be um three tigers oh my god okay that's yep. So these are the guys coming to the rescue. You know, these are the fire, you know, the fire brigade teams, effectively trying to plug right. the line, um, and then, like I say, backed up by two quad centimeter, two centimeter anti-aircraft guns, mobile anti-aircraft guns. Oh, nice. Now they're mainly in yeah. there because I need the four points to get to a nice round forty for the reserves. Yeah. Uh, no, I think because I spent my last three points giving um, the HQ and the two platoons for um, three fifty second eastern front card. Right. What that does, it, it boosts their... Yeah, it? Second. Oh, yeah, because they're now... Yeah, t- sorry, yeah. I was, when you said Eastern Front, I was trying to work out. These are, this is the 352nd... Card, indeed, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But mainly because I, I like the idea of the Eastern Front connection there, but you know, these guys having like a cadre of troops you know, built in, so you got... It basically means that they are... Um, it boosts their assault to 4-plus, I remember right. Which isn't terrible at all. No. Which means keeps, keeps the fight basically a bit longer. They're still reluctant. I think they're still um, all that kind of stuff. But let's try and find the card now. I did actually um, write it down at one point, just so I'd hope it to hand. And I've clearly got where I put that. This is good. Man looks up stuff on the internet. It's our favourite part of the show. <laughs> I always wondered about the armoured card. It... Um, yeah. It's, it's only worth it, I think, if you're taking the full platoon. Yes, I, I tend to agree. Well, it depends what you want to do with them, I guess. Because if you're going to get, if you want to, you know, mow down infantry, then yeah, it's great because it makes them pretty much impervious, unless they've got embedded AA, yeah, anti-tank. Um, but then again, it kind of makes them worse against main battle tanks because whilst you're unarmored, you you have eventually, you know, essentially, in, in, invulnerable save, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, f- a five up to uh, for it to go through. Yeah. So they get close enough to use their machine guns. You can sort of sit there and hopefully save the one or two hits you actually get against you. Yeah, I I I tend to do it for representing something else. Yes, yeah, it's like <laughs> black panzers and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so the card it makes me confident, but still five plus last stand, but with a three plus rally. And Ooh, I'm still still nice. green, but boosts the assault to four plus. That so, rally's really nice. Is it, does that only affect the HQ and, and the, the two actual yeah, yeah. tunes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I really don't really need it for the mortars. Mortars just have to keep going. Yeah, I mean the rally's just nice, isn't it? That that would be good for them. Just to instead yeah. of being a five up rally, it's, I mean that's quite a boost actually. To the rally it goes from five up to. Was it four up? I think I think beach defenders are confident, but they have they mm. they normally have that last man standing of um, five plus. Yeah. The addition is the three plus rallies. Normally it'd be four plus. It makes them three plus. Hmm. Three points though. That's quite a lot of points actually. Well, one point per yeah, it's one point per platoon. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Sounds right. I think the little unit of four hetzers, it's actually, um, you know, for for 16 points, you're getting four of them. It's, I think it's a pretty good value. Glorious. They're really good. I really rate them. I think they're awesome. 
You're getting the same, all the same armor as this Dirk. You're getting the same gun as this Dirk. Just don't yep. get a good cross check. And you're trained. I think they're really handy. What's three of them's pretty like eleven? Is it eleven points? Twelve points, I think. Twelve points. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not. It's not like they're a massive investment. I mean, that's a point more than a pack forty. Yeah, and like I say you're not going to get pinned. Your armor's going to deflect most, or certainly like most medium tanks against. So yeah. What's the AT? Is it eleven? Though. Eleven, yeah. Yeah. So it's the same with yeah. Respectable. All right, you're not going to deal much with ha um, like heavy tanks. But that's what the AT8s and the Tigers are for. Yeah, but yeah. that's like like you said for the pack forty. Wasn't the twelve? Isn't really doing that either, is it? No. The difference is relatively minor at that point. Hmm. Yeah. I do like the head, so just as it looks cool as well. It's a I cool will. looking. Yeah, I will have to get some at some point. I'll get a box, but not quite yet. I have to wait a bit. <laughs> not quite yet. I'll see how long I can resist it. I know what happened. I won't buy one box. I'll buy enough boxes to do a whole formation of them. Well, most <laughs> of them are really cheap. <laughs> like, like, Points-wise, it's a. I think it's a decent investment in... Because you can only have the... I think, from memory, you can only have the Hetzers in it. Yes. And that's the yeah. problem. I was, I, originally, I was trying to get both a Beach Defender um, formation and a Hetzer formation. It just didn't quite work, especially for reserves. It's really screwing up and trying to get a decent reserve section. Yeah, because you've got two 16s. Mm -hmm. So you've got 32. That's already two platoons in reserve. The HQ's one tank. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't even put the whole Hetzer company in reserve. It's got to be something else. And what, what I did... My dear, I sort of say realise I got lots of anti-tank eleven, but I haven't really got anything beyond that. I yeah, that was a bit. Ooh, okay, I, I can really bite me if I'm not careful. So, sort of, well, yeah. you, you're trying to then flank stuff with hetzers. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a. But that's the challenge. Is, is it a challenge? It sounds sounds like a, a bit of a miserable experience. My fearsome road dash of twenty inches. Yes. So. Yeah. What you really want is some nice flame hetzers. That's what you're on. Flam hetzers. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see if we get the flat, if we get that as an extra barrel on the sprue, Ray, for um, the uh, bulge book. Oh, I imagine you would. That makes sense. Because it's just literally like a sheath that went over the flame first. So it looked vaguely like the tank destroyer version, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Cunning camouflage. <laughs> this definitely isn't a flamethrower. But it's spouting fire. <laughs> No, 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 not a flamethrower. Just bad ammunition. So. <laughs> it's Hollywood effects. Um, shall we go on to an officer answers? We should, yes. Oh, I borrowed spec ration. So I like this. Eddie's desperate need to go to sleep actually keeps the show going. So it's really, it's really <laughs> <laughs> We should do this more often. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to his, um, I'm just going to go for another rum. <laughs> yeah. Just leaves the sleepy time, Eddie. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Um, <laughs> and officer answers. We have some questions from our Patreons. Mm -hmm. um, starting off, Martin Turner asks, hello, Martin. Thank you for... Thank you for my Fulshmjager, Martin. Yeah, there you go. Duncan's Fulshmjager. Yep. He says, asking the hard questions here, let's ask the obvious, does the Panther have any future in competitive gaming lists? Oh, I bloody wants to. I've got five of them here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Martin. Thanks, um, Martin. I hope, yes. hope that we'll get the front armor ten with 
the bold combinations with the G version. But won't that be really expensive? Yes, but it... I just know that I used to run for my Panzerleer, my Panthers and my Estonians as well. Front Armour 10 Panthers makes such a difference. What, really? Over Front Armour 9? Yeah. Against Shermans at range, you just laugh. I see. I think it's still the side armor is the problem. Yeah, but the mobility, side armor and points. But the ability lets you get round that. No, so the side armor is still fine. That's still you know good for, by most tank standards in, this, in, in World War Two. I mean, even if you assault, you, you, because these days you know you anti-tank ten bazookas are firing at side armor. You still got a five plus save. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm, I want a five be, plus save on a ten point tank. But the thing is, you, you only get assault if you pin them. So they're going to be hitting you on fives anyway, because mostly they're going to be trained. And then, they, then, they, then they're going to have to get... Then you're going to have to roll your save, and it's going to be on a five. And then they've got a five-plus um, firepower anyway. Yeah, but if they hit you and penetrate, they don't really care about knocking you out. They just want to bail you. Yeah, but, but you just fall back to your original starting position. You don't assault with Panthers, mm. yeah. Lee. Lee. You never assault with Panthers. I disagree. Ooh, like, you know. do, do you aggressively disagree? Are we back to? Uh, I think again? I think any tank can be an assault tank if you push it. <laughs> wow! Hands of Brigade Parnell there, Jesus. Yeah, don't, uh, don't worry about this. What Panthers excel at is that long range duel. So the Shermans are having because they literally can't hurt you through the front armor. Mm-hmm. They're having to run hell for leather to try and get in your flanks. But isn't doesn't the um, seventy six mil like? Do away with oh no, it's 12, isn't it? There you go. So 11 at range. So they sit there and go, Well, do I slow down to shoot? In which case, I'm not going to get in his flanks as quick on the chance that my 76, you know, he rolls a one after I hit and he's veteran in cover. Mm. Or they go flat. So, to to my mind, um, a unit of a unit of SS Panthers can be a really handy reserve reserve force because it's basically almost forty points. It get, you know, um, it's over forty points. So it's, yeah. all, it's a single one shot reserve. Yeah, it's forty four. And you know, all right, you're hitting them on fours, but you know, you're hitting them on fours. It's still a Panther. I still have my front armor nine. I still most of your shots are gonna bounce off. Um, and I'm hanging around as well, even if I do get down to that. Yeah. Whittle yes. down stage. So sorry, five Panthers for forty-four points. Yep. And like, okay, you're hitting me on threes. Well, I got I'm for armor nine, so good luck getting through. And if you do get through, well, I was talking five Panthers. I just still have a little, you know, redundancy to get to your line. Um, I'm trained, so I'm be hitting you on fours and assaults. See, see, that's the thing. You you talk about going forward with them with the pan- with the Panthers at armor ten. You can, you have the luxury of just sitting there. Especially now that artillery has lost its anti-tank values, it's still an option. I just like the versatility of being able to go for if I need to, which is yeah, you, yeah. So what you do is you you sit there with your, your front armor tens, forces the opponent to actually have to come forward because he literally can't hurt your front armor with most stuff. Mm-hmm. You're gonna if they sit there and do a long range duel, you're gonna win because you've got the better gun. Well, at which point you've whittled down most of his platoon anyway by the time he gets to your side armour. Then you've got the mobility to get through the woods to just back off. So you're all, you know, 
you're always able to move back to present your front arm, which then forces them to move to try and get your side armor. And all the time you're trading shots at that point, you know, you're, the amount of times I've bounced side shots with the armor five, you know, it, 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 it was a thing of beauty. It really was. So I think, I think what we're saying is there might be, they're, they're not redundant. They're just a bit, I think the problem is that the tiger exists. We've said this before. The tiger yeah. exists, and therefore the panther is under pressure. Yeah, until it but, gets to the point of having front armor 10, which then makes it okay. That then has a reason to have a trade-off. Yeah, so at the moment, I think I think they're still all right. They're still good. There's nothing wrong with a pan- uh, panther. Other than the points. <laughs> well, other than they're a bit expensive. But that's not the Panthers' fault. I mean, on paper, it's still it's still a good tank. Still a good tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just what with infrared gear. Mm. Ah, Diego. Um, battle Razor. Oh, good on little Battle Razor. Uh, asks, given how important terrain is to the game. What do you yeah. think about the idea of having official fixed map layouts akin to your competitive StarCraft craft maps, etc.? What's StarCraft? I don't know. Apparently it's a game you can play competitively. Okay. It's, it's, uh, the, it's, a, it's a computer game that 40k is based off. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so many people raging, right? People already started to write the email to me now, so I should be confined. I, I, you used to do that, Lee, didn't you? On your tournaments, you used to have maps. I used to have maps so I could trust people to set the table up without messing it up. I didn't do it as a, out of a preset map thing. It's just like, right, guys, if you follow this map, the table will be vaguely useful. Wait, it's I'll come back and people find, move I'd, stuff around, yeah. Well, I used to find you didn't actually find my map, and it's like, I, I'd have to redo it anyway, so I hadn't actually saved myself any time at all, but... <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. I, I started trying to. I, I just have that scary thought of those forty. Remember those? There's that big forty k tournament in London. Oh, it's I love uh, uh, No, no, with no, the, no. With no. the identical tables were made out of like polystyrene. Exactly. From the bottom of my mouth, just thinking about it. Yeah. So I, I, I'd say no. Flames of War is just not that kind of game. Sometimes. A bad ta- a bad table setup is just one of those things you have to deal with at a tournament. Um, does it look pretty? Yes. Does the ta- but first, first, does the table table make sense and pretty? I and mean, if it is, it'll generally be a good wargaming table. If it's just like a, a haphazard collection of um, woods and buildings with no real rhyme or reason, it'll probably be a bad table to play on because it doesn't flow. I mean, there's still there is still an element of that in historical conflict, though, isn't there? It's not not every time you're going to be fighting over something that does make sense. How dare you? How dare you? I say it's like desert desert game. Sometimes a big wide open desert was chosen for its fields of fire. So yes, it's going to be a feature. There's not much in the way of terrain on here apart from like low level shrubs and stones and that kind of thing. I'm totally not saying this because I want a billiard table to run havoc with my panthers. (laughs) Well, the problem with that is that they're going to get shot by everything. Yeah, well, they got front armor 10, they won't care. Oh, I don't know. 17 pounder. 17 pounder. Don't, don't swear at me. This isn't that kind of a show. <laughs> X rated. <laughs> um, I think 
fixed map layouts. Does that mean the same layout on every board? Yeah. Because I got that wrong. I was just thinking that was like having, you know, a table laid out in a specific way. I should just reread the question. Oh, I don't know. I could have misinterpreted that. Misinterpreted it? Um, but if it's the no. same on every board... Official fixed map layouts. I guess you can have a mix of layouts at the actual t- the tournament. But oh, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that if there was, you know, there was five different table types in essence and you got to play... You know, yeah, they're all then, five. Then, but then, see, the problem there is then you just get into an even more meta game where you meta which armies do better on that those types of terrain. You don't tell anyone before it goes up. You don't have to do, let people know, do you? You just say there's five different types of table. I'm not going to show you what it is. But if it's an official one, then they will know because it'll be some sort of map pack or something. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was Dora the Explorer. <laughs> uh, see, yeah. I, I just think it's one of those things you know, a good war game you've got to adapt to the table you're on and, yeah. if, and if it's not a table that suits your army you've got to minimise your loss I'm sorry did you say just to say good war gamer <laughs> I feel excluded from this conversation all of a sudden I don't, I don't feel very happy about that Vilk uh, Jill JL Ong asks which is your favourite piece of terrain? Mine is the indestructible straw hut. A tank cannot knock it down. Artie does nothing to it. It's bulletproof to a six-up. Peak architectural engineering right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, my favourite, my very, very favourite piece of terrain was um, a car that we used to use for when we were playing 20 mil war games. But it was a 1950s French car. The Luke had taken a hammer to, like a die-cast one, and he he always brought it to every single battle. And he used to wind me up, because uh, my other mate Lee, because it was a 1950s car. <laughs> you can't have that. That looks all right. No, it's 50s, look. So, oh, you can't, oh. See, what you got there, Cyclical Warfare. You're putting it in the back foot straight away. just by well, Absolutely. I, I think this is the type of hobby where if you can do something to annoy someone and you're not doing it, I, 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 <laughs> did, I did he put it on the board during like you know um, Battle Trafalgar reenactments like no no it tended to only be World War 2 stuff but what he did start to do was like disguise it so you'd like look around the town and go oh it's not anywhere and then it would be hiding in a barn or something you'd be like oh, for... <laughs> so anything like that I think is definitely worth having in terms of playable terrain what's the most I mean the most unwieldy thing I've ever played on was like a, a Berlin like style board with a five tier bloody super like right. um, apartment building type thing and that was you know that was mental um i think i th- i i i at least tell me round on this i think that linear terrain is underrepresented and needs you need more linear terrain yeah, yeah. i think yeah I, I think people linear terrain just can make the game work without being dominating but yeah yeah Close things it's hard to explain over the thing but it's just like if you have blob terrain blob terrain it doesn't really do much in the game apart from give you areas to either sit in or avoid whereas linear terrain aids movement and um a maneuver warfare kind of thing it just drives the game in a better way i like cornfields i mean blob terrain still has its place don't get me wrong but um cornfields just... why why cornfields because I just the, the ubiquitous of the UK tournament scene. 
Oh, do they give you a warm, fuzzy glow? Yeah, just the amount of times I've had to manoeuvre through cornfields, especially when I get my veteran veteran units in there, and I'm like, I've now got a five up to hit. Thank you very much. Until yeah. Jersey James turns up with bloody hurricanes, and I forget that short terrain in version four doesn't give me concealment against aircraft. <laughs> guts down my Panzer three Commander HQ. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's my fault. I should probably read the rulebook at some point. No, read no rules is overrated. Overrated. <laughs> well overrated. Um, favorite piece of terrain. To be fair, it's not actually a cornfield. My favorite piece is one of the very first pieces I ever got, which is the standard ploughed field with a little fence around it. Oh. Just just for nostalgia reasons, I've had so many fights trying to take that little fenced-off field. Because, <laughs> you know, it's linear terrain in a square. Yeah. But, I think yeah. my favourite one was, and you guys have seen it now, the background on the photos that Mike's been taking, was the farmhouse, which is one of the first bits of dedicated Normandy terrain we built for the club. And so it's just like this, it's almost like this L-shaped farmhouse with a wall, this big tall wall around it, which gives like tall terrain basically these days. But it was just one of those things you could pop down a table and you could guarantee there'd be a big fight over it at some point in the, in the battle. Oh, uh, yeah. Because someone put an objective in the courtyard I and mean, there'd, I mean, there'd be big fights trying to get into said courtyard. And nice. Cracking. Oh, do you know what I really like as well is uh, the wrong scale bridges. <laughs> <laughs> When people go, oh, no, you can't cross that river. Look, you're too wide. Well, yeah, but it's a one two hundredth bridge. So, yeah, but, you know, it's it's like a footbridge. I'm, I'm sorry, what? A what bridge? A footbridge. Or, or, or there's a, all the bridges have, like, an angle of, like, 45-degree incline because yeah. of the scales. And they say, oh, you can't shoot over it. Yeah, look, you block line of sight. Really? I'm like, well, yeah, it's kind of, you didn't say that at the beginning, but we did. But uh, that's what, always discuss your terrain. That is the important, important point. The salient point. Yeah. Um, Ian Crack asks Tom Hanks comes to you and says he has funding for a big budget Band of Brothers style miniseries. Okay. Problem is, he can't figure out what it should be about. He's asking for your help. And this time the unit can be from any nation. Which unit do you choose and why? Who wants to take that first? Lee, go for it. Lee. Oh, he's gone. We killed him. That's it, he's gone. Is he right Wait, sorry, I, No, I was, I was on mute. I was, I, was ty- I was typing in a second ago. I was, I was muting myself because my keyboard's really noisy. Ah. Um, no, so I free RTR. Um, the Third World Tank Regiment. Oh. Because you've got a unit here that you follow all the way through the war. So you literally drop them off in Calais where most of... You get invested in the characters and have them get captured. And right. when, they go, when they go to um, North Africa, briefly, before going, to, before going to Greece, where you get invested in the characters and have them get captured. <laughs> um, and then it, then, then it starts getting good. So they actually start... Um, then you start doing all the desert battles, like Battle Axe, where some get, some get captured... Um, and then where let's get captured and actually start getting some success and follow it all through to um, Tunisia where they eventually have a small victory and that can be a season break then and then next season you then do Normandy through to the end of the war and you get the cool comments at the end it feels, it feels like you've you researched Normandy, that you do Market Garden you, know, you, do, um, you can even have like um, a concentration camp episode like the, but, but, but with less shoehorning than the Brother one did 
Yeah. Actually, and they actually really, um, VRT actually went to Belson, was one of the ones that they released on the way up. And then you have um, a meeting the Russians at the end of it in the Baltic. Meet the Russians? Is that like keeping up with the Cardassians? Yeah. Okay. There you go. So that's, that's, my, that's my thing. The problem is you, you have to have so much CGI for the tanks, especially the early ones. Which, you know, not so bad when you get to Normandy. You can have Sherman's. What kind of CGI? Like, are we talking Princess Leia CGI? Or are we talking uh, Grand Moff Tarkin CGI? <laughs> I also wish we to answer it because wasn't both of them pretty bad? Ah, <laughs> oh, you you played this game before. Mm. <laughs> so, Grand Moff Tarkin bothered me less than the Princess Leia one for some reason. I know most people the other way around, but for some reason, the Leia one didn't strike me as being too um, as being too weird. Whereas. Because um, Peter Cushing was dead, it didn't matter so much to me. Whereas it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird wow. game. Oh, poor Peter Cushing, Jesus. Yeah, Peter I can't used to dead to me. <laughs> dead to me. <laughs> yeah, that's my idea. So, what would you guys do? Dunk, what's your, what's your choice? Oh, I'd have to go twenty first Panzer. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I think that'd be because you can do the, all all three front major fronts. Um, the only other one I thought about was, I guess, what was the um, the Night Witches, wasn't it? The fe- all-female Soviet bomber. Oh, the biplanes, yeah. yes. Yeah, in the biplanes. I thought that might be interesting, but I think that's a one-season jobby. Well, they ran, they ran out of bombs. They started dropping railway sleepers on the Germans. Oh, yeah. Also, everything happens at night, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not the most, you know, visual aesthetic, but, you know, I, th- I thought that might be interesting because the Soviet thing is, the problem with the Soviet thing, I guess, is that units kind of just get destroyed, don't they? And then just never reconstituted. So you can't do something all the way through because it just just sort of disappears, unfortunately. Um, it's still uh, really hard to research them as well. It's got, it's got better since, obviously, the end of the Cold War and that kind of thing, but it's still yeah. massive holes. And... Um, or... Just do something, I don't know, off the wall. Like you could do. Oh, I suppose the, the obvious one for um, would be the uh, Pacific Theatre with the island hopping. We had that. Yeah, they've done that. Have they? Yeah, it's called the Pacific. Yeah, I know, but it's not got Tom Hanks in it, has he? That was a HBO. That's the, that was the one that, that was the follow-up to Band of Brothers. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, 21st Panzer, that would be cool. What do you do, Eddie? Um, probably something in Burma. Oh, my God. Topical. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that, that whole campaign, you know, just because... Oh, I'll tell you what would be cool, actually, thinking about it. It would be this, this Shanghai, the Battle for Shanghai. Yeah. Because you'd have the Chinese that look like um, the uh, Africa Corps Asian edition. <laughs> what? They all had like the. Um, they were all supplied by the Germans. Yeah, Japanese. Oh, right. Yeah, they all had the star helms and stick really? grenades. And, yeah. It's just been a bizarre like, mix of. You could, you could do the um, the whole Manchukuo. Campaign as well. You do that in one episode. Just T-34s rolling over the top of tiny Japanese anti-tank, uh, yeah, anti-tank guns. 
Yeah, absolutely brutal. Burma's be interesting though, because it was that this it's called the Forgotten War for a reason. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm looking forward to the one they're actually making, or supposed to be. They were supposed to start filming last year, which is the um, that's to do with the U.S. Air Force bombing campaign. Yes. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that'll be out at some point in the not too distant future. Is that airplanes again? Aeroplanes, yeah. Oh, airplanes. Oh man, aeroplanes. Michael Yule asks, given the points premium that has been placed on speed in version four. No. The iconic T no. The iconic T thirty four seventy six has not seen much use, even before lockdown. Then these tanks have been more popular as have been more popular as long as I can remember, especially the Sherman and V three, shudder. What would you change in the rules to make them more appealing? Anything besides the price. Um, he does go on to say, I do believe the T-3485 will see more use with the regular tanker V battalion available in migration. Loads of lovely AT-12. Oh, yes. I don't know about that, about the 76 getting underused. Mine, mine are always. I've used one quite a few times. <laughs> Yours has got big blabbing grouts. <laughs> <laughs> But, but aside from that, you're always, God, you're always nitpicking, aren't you? Always trying to put me down. Oh, <laughs> honestly. Um, make him assault better. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, Martin's used them against me, and they're bloody terrifying when they get going. There's too many six mil ones. Because you, you just don't stop and shoot stuff. You. Plow in, yeah. Yeah, you pedal to the metal and then and then stop and shoot stuff. You don't do this trying to move a little bit and try and shoot. You just go, no, no, no. No, I'm now 20 inches over here. What are you going to do about it? I think, that, I think they are a little bit expensive. I think that's... I don't... I'm not quite sure why. I mean, the AT-89 is a bit un, uninspiring. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the limitation of the gun itself, though. But I don't think there's anything in the rules that, the, that, that really drives us. It, it purely comes down to points. The points just not being right, as it were. Well, if if the gun was AT-10, would that make any difference? I don't think so. Okay. No, I mean, okay. Yeah, Jimmy, 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 a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, but generally, I find that with, with T-34, I'm going healthy level for the flank anyway, at which point, between 9-10 is large academic a lot of times. Apart from, like, say, against a tiger, in which case, yeah, 10 makes a big difference. That's a yeah. fringe case. Tiger fringe. Yeah. Tiger. Yeah. I mean, uh, got, um, annual, annual points review on Forces of War, and then, uh, you know, you can have your competitive balancing there. Well, Tim was, Tim was saying that, wasn't he? Did you see? Tim posted something that he, he apparently um, mentioned this. Oh, yeah, apparently he mentioned um, to someone unspecified within Battlefront about using um, forces like that. I did not see so that. It, has, it has been considered. Consider it again. Um, yeah. Rob J. Webb asks, last year Battlefront came up with some solo missions. Have you played them? Which did you find the most fun? And did you win? Great show, chaps. And Eddie. Whee! Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Quentin. Um, 
I don't remember that. I do remember, you remember him, but I do remember him, but I don't, I, I, I don't ever think I ever got around to actually doing them. I think by the time they appeared, lockdown sort of semi-ended, and we were playing around Eddie's those like, couple of times. Woo. Those are days. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. People and pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I haven't tried that. Solo gaming is one of those things. Well, I was talking about doing it this trip, wasn't I, actually? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> get, getting so stir-crazy, I'd make up my li- own little paper tape measures and get a dice app so I could actually just play through some assaults. But definitely, yeah, definitely a solo. You need to be a solo gamer. It's a different type of mindset to want to play that kind of a game. Um, and yeah, for me, it could be a little bit of fun, but also mainly it just made me miss playing with other, you know, playing with actual people. <laughs> Should we do that? Mm. I think my problem with, with solo game, solo gaming, is I could do that, or I could play a computer game. Yeah, I could play, I could play things more solo, or I could play combat mission. <laughs> Advance everyone. Yeah. Um, Quinton Taylor asks: With Migration German being released as well as the associated campaign pack. Do you think that Club Gaming Nights can adequately be replaced by an organised series of campaign games played on one-on-one at people's homes? Is it as much fun? Or, to use a word which made my third-grade teacher roll over in her grave, would it be funner? Would it be funner? As always, gents, great job with the podcast. You too, Fez, don't want you to feel left out. (laughs) No, leave them out, it's fun. (laughs) <laughs> using something to laugh at um, it's a good question uh, I mean in it's basically like playing a campaign though isn't it yeah I, I, I think you could combine this with a club and get the best of both worlds I, I'm guessing it's looking for this from the Covid perspective of like um, you, mm-hmm. know, you can't play at a club could you do it this way and with which I'd probably say yes you probably could you know, just say yeah. what the result is and, you know, everyone collects it. You know, a certain amount of you know, trust yeah. in each other, but it's a club, so you should be able to do that. Well, the other thing is, I guess you can say, give someone, like, a week window, so all games have to be played during this period. So if yeah. you are doing it as a club, if you're only allowed six people, for example, if you're not all able to get there for a Monday or wherever, when you know, whatever night you play, mm-hmm. as long as they get played during the week, you can still move the campaign along. My problem with campaigns is that is they fizzle out. So you've oh, got yeah. to keep the momentum rolling, otherwise... Yeah, yeah, it just dies on its ass. I think. I think also the mistake is you make them too long sometimes. Mm, yeah, yeah, or overly convoluted. Sometimes, yeah, like a nice little ladder campaigns, all you need. Yeah, the Firestorm games good for that because generally they have a short number of turns. It's a very clear aim, and you can see it on the map what's happening, and the rules are fairly straightforward for the campaign system. It's, uh, That's what you really want. Mm. Silver McCarthy says German SS tactics, infantry mainly, as the ninth unit card soon adds up. So is it worth upgrading to the hit on fours or are the points spent better elsewhere? Uh, Um, I'm spending the points elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. I think so. I just think you're doubling down on them being expensive then. And I don't, I don't think they need it, necessarily. I think unless you're doing ninth for, you know, market card, a very specific reason of doing ninth, um, 
yeah, I'd, I'd just be inclined to go and not the stand SS and just have, like, say, cheap but fearless units. Oh, I always play Luftwaffe. Play Falsham Mega, sorry. No, Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe Field Division. That's what you're talking about. Uh, Vincent Jefferheim from France says, regarding recon, what is the best option? The cheapest you can get? A recon that can also shoot or do something useful? Or is recon for losers? How many platoons do you usually take? It's an excellent question. It's a very good one. Personally, I depends what mood I'm in. Oh, um, God. <laughs> The, the trouble is, okay, so cheap as you can get, yes, if you're just using them as a delivery method for your platoon that must be in good positioning. So if you've got a unit of big, scary anti-tank guns or you've got, you know, a platoon of tanks that you're going to zoom up and you want to get those as close as you can, great. Um if you've got shooty recon, you often end up getting them killed unless you're very restrained. Yeah, uh, it's a trap. Easy <laughs> But at the same time, having something on them can be useful, especially against other recon units. What you can yeah. use them to guard against, you know, if they've got universal carriers and you've got Pumas, you're laughing. But if they've got Shermans and you've got Pumas, don't get, don't get cocky, kid. Well, if they got universal carriers, they will have appear in there. So you yeah, but that's the thing. You know, probably still not laugh. Some sort of gun, you got a bit of range. You can you know deal with it at that. Um, but also, See, I... they're very fast machine guns. To my mind, you got to have, you got to have some sort of spearhead unit. Really? These days, I I, I think so because there's some missions where not having it can really mess you up as a defender. Um, yeah. Stuff like counterattack and that um, outflanked mission that appeared in one of the D-Day books, where if you don't have it, it just leaves this massive avenue for the enemy to storm down if they've got spearhead. Yeah. Um, so I tend to go always go for the cheapest you can get. Get a unit that's got a bit of, you know, it's at least three strong, so it won't die horribly. You know, it won't cost you victory points by it dying. Spearhead, do its job, but either. Hulk hunker down or go and harass some, like, you know, AA or, or, or artillery units that you can sort of take on with a little bit of, um, um, little, little bit of risk control at risking the unit too much. The other thing they can do with their speed is if you end up having a platoon dissolve that was guarding an objective, you can get them over there to give you an extra turn to contest. <laughs> You know, you can sacrifice them for that because they've got the maneuver. Normally, they've got the maneuverability to get back before a combat unit can get over the board, kind of thing, depending on the yeah. layout. Had that happened before. My little universal carriers just standing defiantly on the objective. Uh, yes. Yeah, going, I'm contesting, I'm contesting. Yeah, it's a bit harder now in version four with the rules change, but, you know. Give you a, a second chance to do something. Mm. I, I, my, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a massive fan. I just I mean, find I don't think it tends to work with the kind of list you like to make, though. Yeah, I think I find myself either using them as a, I'd keep them cheap, so they're just a delivery mechanic for something else. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then I always feel a bit like, well, could I have spent that two points somewhere else? Could that be more useful? Um, uh, or, I, yeah, I'd, I'd never seen the point in having expensive gun-toting stuff like Pumas. I just think that's just a massive trap. Let's go all in for a Puma formation, at which point you use it as a light tank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just one platoon of Pumas is not going to scare anyone, or it shouldn't. You know, yeah. they've only got five up morale. You kill one of them, the other one's likely to just, you know, go away. Um, the other thing I found with Recky is that since they've tweaked it, they can't really assault anything. So you can contest stuff by standing next door to it, but you, you're not very good at doing anything else. Which yeah. I think is fine, but that's not a criticism, by the way. I think that's probably how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about you? It's all right. No, and I would always take the option so you've got some anti-tank, even if it's very, very limited. Like you said, like an anti-tank rifle or a pier or something. Because like you said, you can go hunting those um, armoured rear echelon units, or at least annoy them. But that's also why they ended up not making more Pumas, is because they're worried that the recce commanders would start treating it like a tank. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. their actual job of, of wrecking. Yeah, I, 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 I am surprised that there's not more infantry with wrecky as well. They've started to rectify that in the later books, but yeah, they. Yeah, it just always surprised me that you know you don't have a scout platoon for like grenadiers or something like that. Wait, Bagration has one, doesn't it? I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know that. That's what I mean. They, they, I think they have started to do that. You know, in retrospectively, the... yeah. retrospectively. Uh, but yeah. I think that's also. I think it might be that might be a historical thing as well. Because I remember version three had the same kind of stuff. You didn't really get scout units in your earlier lists hmm. for infantry. Because you had your bespoke vehicle units kind of thing. Especially for the Germans. It was like, where well, you've got recce units. Now you, you don't need your own recce. I think the British might have the best recce units. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, because I mean, a, lot, a lot of time, they've got information recce, which is always a strength. Yeah. Like the Stuart, yeah. Stuarts and the tank formations, or the carriers and the infantry. That's what I was thinking, and also you've got the um, Daimlers and stuff that were always yeah. useful, universally yeah. useful, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're generally cheap enough; you're not too worried about losing them. They got a decent amount of light firepower, either from the Stuarts thirty sevens or the Universal Carriers, just having loads of machine guns. Yeah, or fifty cows, or a, even a Piat, just for occasional tank hunting. Well, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I think that they're yeah, they're they're useful in that way. I think the two two one is. A, close it, it, it runs them pretty close because again you've got three in a unit there's machine guns and you can have an anti-tank yeah. rifle yeah i think the strength is the british one just tends to be information which was always a boon if you can get some information because anything the americans have information is the airborne jeeps because for some reason they're um rifleman jeeps that don't appear in the book for some reason so cool mm. uh Oh, in a mid-war, the tank destroyers get directly as well. Yes, yeah. Top fan William White asks, or Bill White rather, says, how many BMP3s is too many BMP3s in a 105-point list? That's an interesting question too, because we were talking about this yesterday, yeah. Eh? Yeah. 
me and, yeah, me and Coxwood comparing notes. Yeah. Don't paint them different shades of green. Yes. <laughs> Universal <laughs> monochrome green. Yeah, it has to be exactly the same. Every single time, yeah. Oh, that would be great on a Dulux colour chart. <laughs> I'd like to paint my bathroom BMP green. Why do you have to be a bit careful saying that, really? <laughs> yeah, Tommy okay, Robinson. Mike, not the member. Yeah. Um, see, I was thought, thought, the, the the question I had was: Is three small platoons of BMP threes as good or better than two medium sized platoons? <laughs> see, I know we we never really got to the bottom of that. I... No, and that's why I'm asking it again because I'm I'm mm. contrary and annoying. <laughs> The problem, the problem this morning is you lose the PKMs. You don't get those like two PKMs in their own BMP. Machine guns, yep. yeah. So you lose a lot of volume of fire. Um, it's, still, it's still like... What? what? That's PKM, isn't it? Oh, right. Hey! Sorry about that, jeez. Yeah, so you, you still get four BMPs, and you still get um, seven stands. So it's it's like four, it's four AK stands and three RPGs, which could be the RPG, whatever it is. The um seven, yeah, seven VG or whatever it is. Seven V, seven V, something or other, which is the ten yeah. warhead. Um, I like to say I, I find it a good support unit for like um especially something like T eighty. I think if I was going to go for a BMP rifle battalion, I'd want the mass of two me- at least medium strength units just to give me that um, redundancy so they're not going to run away too quickly when the casualties start mounting. Hmm. It's, so to answer Will's question, I mean, what I think both me and um, Cox were getting towards was having um, 19, I think, BMP freeze. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an obscene number. It made me sad. So no, sorry, 21, 21, because it had the AA um, ones in as well. Yeah, it made me sad in my tom-tom. So there is, so no many is too many in a, a BMP list then? I, I, yeah, I don't think, unlike the Bradley, I don't think you can run a pure BMP-free unit. Because I think the Bradley, Bradley with the armor gives it a bit of extra durability against um, infantry anti-tank that the BMP-3 doesn't have. It doesn't have any sort of special protection against heat rounds. So I think you need to have still some traditional tanks, which could be a few T-80s or a lot of T-62Ms. But, um, yeah, I, I think you could certainly go very heavy in the BMP-3. But you can't go pure BMP-3 like you can with Bradley. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, Scary. 21 of those is horrible. Uh, you also asked a second follow-up question. What would you rather have in a list? Three T-80s or four Heinz and four SU-25s? Okay. Good question. Um, I, know what I'm, I know what I'm saying. I'm going to go for the three T-80s because you have to roll four plus from the turn up. <laughs> True. No, I'm going Heinz and Frogfoot. Frogfeet. Frogfutus. Frogfutus. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'd like. Airplanes, helicopters, wake crawler. I just, I just, yeah. It just seems more bang for your buck. I love a hind. 
yeah, and it's, they are cool. I mean, having both of those in there does mean you know, the AA has got to deal with both of them. But I still go to the thing, if you're going to do A, you've got to do lots of air. So not just four, four hinds and four sous, but um, four sous and 12 hinds. Yeah, it's overwhelming air, isn't it? The... Yeah, just so, oh, you bought two AA. That's awfully, that's awfully um, forward-thinking of you. Unfortunately, I have four air units. <laughs> yes, guess what they're going to kill first. Bye-bye yes. now. Oh, you, you worked out two, two units of Heinz. I'll just, my, my remaining unit of Heinz and the C25, so just had to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, was it overkill? There's only one word that matters. Yep. <laughs> and we're over you. Uh, Bill also asks, um, how do you deal with a tournament opponent that's just a general dick? No pun intended. And then edit asking for a friend. <laughs> Is is that his name? Because if it is, the first thing I do is make fun of his name. General Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like to kill them with overwhelming kindness. <laughs> I like to be absolutely overly friendly. Yeah, replay on the back. Yeah, I, I, I could do that. My, my... Absolutely, yeah. And also, but then also be unyielding. In terms of, can I? Oh, I, I didn't move that unit. Can I go back and do it? Um, no. No, I think we'll play by the rules this time. Thank you. <laughs> the, be fair, it doesn't come up that often. It, it, the Flames of War community has always been pretty good, I found. Yeah. There's, I can think of only one person. And I was a TO, so actually playing, but even as a TO, I was just waiting for this tournament to be over whenever I had to deal with this guy. But um, was it me? Yeah. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, okay. No, the, na- the names were main. People were made nameless. Um, but it's, but yeah, it's just like some people can set the fun out. But thankfully, they're few and far between in the flames yeah. community. But my follow-up question to was: Sorry, what you need to do is just take Justin along with you, because Justin has just gets all of those people to play against him, because that's his luck. So you'll have a great tournament. Ah, uh, okay. So you need you need like a, a dick magnet. No, hold on, that's not right. That doesn't sound. Like, uh, hold on. Is it, is it a multi meat grinder t shirt? Is, yeah. is it a certified dick magnet? Dick magnet. Yeah. Gratuitous. Yeah. Apparently, phrasing is important. Apparently, phrasing. Phrasing. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I interrupted you, Lee. Uh, no, I was just saying, I asked the important follow-up question. Is there a bar? Is the bar open? Yeah. yeah. Right, I can okay. see this game. I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done that? Have you ever conceded a game? Because I've, I've never done it. I haven't, but I have. I, ha- I know someone who has. We could read some bats in the 40k days. Well, actually, just went, I'm not playing this game. See ya. Yeah, I, I, he had, we had misfortune. We went, to, we went to the Grand Tournament, and he'd come over from California. We had a bunch, bunch of my Cali friends come over. And um, he had to won the first day, so he was, he was in the top tier of the things, and that unfortunately puts you in, you know, some oh, in dangerous different, different yeah. company. Yeah. I just remember we, the moment Bugman's opened, I, I, I he kicked kick, kick my chair and goes, well, I'm going to get a beer. You want one? <laughs> I just went off and got a beer. I decided the game well, wasn't worth playing. Yeah. Didn't play the game? He played, he played the first few turns, realised... What kind of game was going to be conceded and went to the bar and got the big got beers got beers for everyone else, including his opponent, to be fair. But um yeah. Wow. 
Well, like I say, I come away from California to have a decent game. I'll just get that one, get back to the lower tables and enjoy myself again. Yeah, yeah. mid-tables is the best tables. Mid-table is best table. Seb Smith asks, new to Team Yankee, I'm currently putting together an M3 cab list with M1A1s. Am I going to get a fair shake of the sauce bottle or am I better off looking at M2 Mech? Cheers and keep cheers and keep up the good work, Fez. Seb, you're my new favourite. Thank you very much. <laughs> what? <laughs> I resent this now. The tables have been turned. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> what, first of all, what kind of sauce bottle is it? Was an M3 cab list. Yeah, but is it brown sauce? I'm just saying. Uh, it, it doesn't exist over there. Hot sauce? Well, over there it's that A1 steak sauce, which is like a really weird version of the brown sauce. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Brown really? sauce. And it, is it? I don't also believe cats up should be spelled as it should. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, I've been, I've been, and to North America, and some places spell it. C-A-T-S-U-P. I do not understand that. It confused what, me for a long time. What life's mysteries. Yeah. I must um, admit, my I, father-in-law does like brown sauce, and I had to ship him bottles of it in his care packages. Yeah. <laughs> straight. Best sauce. Especially on fish and chip tea. Oh. Oh, fish and chips. Yeah. I'm like, anything, anything brown sauce is good for is for going with sausages. Anything else is just like... No, what about bacon? Hold on. Exactly. This is a weird tangent, but I'm going to explore it. What, are you saying but no brown sauce on bacon? No, but tomato sauce on bacon. What? Yes. Heathen. Absolute heathen. Brown oh my sauce God. is just for sausages. Brown sauce goes, no, brown sauce goes in the lasagna as well. What? <laughs> right, this podcast is over. This is the... <laughs> <laughs> it took 46 episodes but I finally found the straw that broke the camel's back yeah <laughs> lasagna yeah right. I've got to say I've got to ask here important question mayonnaise with chips yay or nay <laughs> I am sitting here and beside oh. me I have eight sachets of mayonnaise right, uh, what's that so got to do with chips three sachets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm I'm not a fan. It's just fat. On, it's like fat on fat, isn't it? Occasionally, occasionally it's nice, but fat on fat. I, I've never had it through choice. Although apparently the British penchant for putting anything between two slices of bread and calling it a sandwich is is also baffling. <laughs> so like you know pie sandwich and things like that. Pie sandwich. That's... Yeah. <laughs> it's a regional delicacy. I don't think you get a fair shake of the sauce bottle for the simple fact that you put sauce bottle in your question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So turn, turn to the question now. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the um, American um, Bradley recce list. Um, it's got like so the army cabin generally in the, M- in the M113 version. Just it has a lot. It's like a little army in itself, and it's all in formation. Even the helicopters. It's great. So oh, is I that think the helicopter one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So this is when we get um, up to six platoons of Brad- Scout Bradleys, up to three platoons of tank of tanks. Generally, um, with a Bradley, I think it's only the M1. And then you've got mortars, M109s, helicopter-mounted infantry, 
and gunships all in the formation as options. Jesus. Okay. It's, a really, it's a really strong formation. So um, you're basically spending then 100 points or however many points in formation or, or quite Basically, I'm almost all of it apart from the anti-aircraft defense, which you have to get out of support. Jesus. Yeah, that's a strong formation. Yeah. But having said that, the M2 mechanized infantry is also very strong in this. And like I say... I know Alex is a big from um, on from the from the um, from the blog is a big proponent of the idea of having an all Bradley army, no tanks. Yep. Um, you have attack helicopters in support, but you have basically Bradleys, M109s, Scout Bradleys, and that's it. it, it they're pretty, up, pretty tough. Yeah. yeah, it puts up so many toe two shots. Um, that's what that's one of the things that makes it viable where BMP three isn't the BMP three tops out eight tank twenty one. And twenty one's just starting to not cut it now. Although yeah. mass in mass you probably still can just no. fish it for ones, but, but no it doesn't it doesn't cut it. Oh, From yeah. the experience so, it does not cut it. The M three versus the M two though. Well so it, it's a question of formation. So you could have M threes in an M two formation. Um and the M2 can have tanks in the formation. What it lacks is the helicopters. Um, I, I think it comes down to your play style. I think either works. I think the M2 is probably slightly easier to get the grips with. It's a bit more forgiving. Cool. But I mean, they have a lot of the same, they have a lot of the same support options. They, yeah. they still have the mortars in formation. I, do they have the um, M19's information? I think they do. Um, let's go quick, quickly look it up in the book. Um, no, so it's saying mortars, it's saying the mortars, yeah. So it hasn't got the M19's information, it hasn't got the attack helicopters information, but obviously, you've got your Bradley Mount infantry, your scout Bradleys, your armor, and you've got your um heavy mortars, so you can still have yeah. a fairly self contained formation. And again, just add an anti aircraft and helicopters if you want. That does sound pretty good. There's no bad. There's no bad answers. Basically, you can go either of those two options and have a fun time. And be there you go, Seb. I hope that answers your question. Top fan Jacob Hopkins says, "If hetzes are going to hetz and people are all about the stug life, how do you guys see the humble Panzer four being useful in the new Bagration book?" Well, I think I answered that one earlier. What you do is you take the turret off, and then you put on, you know, a Panzer four seventy hull, or you know, a Hummel. Oh, no, no, I think the Panzer IV has still got a place. Yeah, I know, I'm being facetious. Panzer he, says looking, he says looking at his Panzer IV company. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm regretting his life choices. Um, it's still good. It's still good. It's still five points a hole. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, you're right, 8011 is just, you know, it's just creaking a bit compared to some of the armor that's out there now. I will say the bagration, bagration formation, that extra, that versatile second slot really yes. helps the Panzer IV out because A, it's got the most versatile of those slots and B, because they're a relatively cheap tank, you can really use that slot for the, to the best advantage. I think, so I think um, the Panzer IV is it's always a good option. It's a good option in bagration because, yeah, go for the HQ, one platoon, and then you could put in some Panzers, you could put in some infantry, I like the idea of having having a high end tank in that second slot, and yeah. then taking that spur van car to have a Panzergrenadier mm-hmm. platoon, but always stays on the table when he reserves. 
Oh, nice. Well, I showed off the other day. Basically, it doesn't count to your sixty percent. Yes. So sixty percent plus this, it makes for a cheaper reserve unit, which puts makes it more viable to have a large single roll reserve unit. But it's not forty points expensive. It could be twenty-seven by the time you get it out. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what's the points break on the SS versus the pan the here Panzer fours. I think the SS are thirteen points with three. Ooh, so there's um, a couple of points, maybe. Question. I think. Yeah, so they're here, Panzer IV. Here's the egg on tomorrow. So three of them are 16 and five are 28. Yes, yeah, so the the, pan, the SS ones are a point cheaper each. Yeah. I think that holds true for most tanks. They're generally a point cheaper, like the Panthers are a point cheaper in that. Yeah. Apart from the Tigers, which are more expensive because they're fearless veterans and stuff. I. I I think they're still solid. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised we don't see them more as well. Just the odd unit of Panzer Force because I think they're useful. They're, they're still as good as the Sherman. Mm -hmm. Just don't get lured into the big cats. Yeah. I think Bagration's going to be do great things for flexibility. Oh, Sex side, just games, games. Well, they. Yeah, I know, right. William A. Slash the Scott asks, why do you think Battlefront dropped various nations towed 150 and 155 millimeter guns from Flames of War? And do you think they will ever come back? Maybe in the form of an upgrade card like the American 4.2 inch chemical mortars. Mm, I, think I think they've gone under the smoke screen of reducing the skew count. Also, it's a little bit ridiculous having the toad ones on the battlefield. Yeah. Probably level game, yep. Self self propelled, yes, because you you know drive around. Shoot those direct open sites. There's evidence that they did that. Um, Russians maybe with their big massive well, they, they tend to get their um, medium sized guns, like the one twenty twos and the one fifty twos, don't they, already? Yeah. You're right, they haven't got... That's the howitzers. They haven't got their guns. Those massive, like, counter-battery guns. But, um... Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it did used to irk me when you'd see five-and-a-half-inch guns for the British on the tabletop. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Just It, it always seemed to... Yeah, I think it's that sit-screen thing, isn't it, of... Yeah. All the 25-pounders and all the five-and-a-half-inch guns in the world. And that was the best answer to, you know... And the armor as well. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, my my question would be, what 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 function would they play? Like, why would you need them? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're doing anything that uh, you know, ten point five or something like that's doing now. Oh, they are cool. The long toms are cool models. It'd be horrifically expensive, though, wouldn't they? Yeah, but. Still cool. When's that, when's that ever stop me? Um, I don't think they'll be back. I don't think that the the cost and the effort of making the SKUs will reward. You know, there's other things they can deal with that time right now. Um, uh, I still think they should do a print on demand, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think they should. You know, never retire a model ever. But that's not. You know, he says looking for his British paratoes. <laughs> oh, I had the same thing with the Lloyd Carrier ones, the airdropped ones. That's what put me off doing the air landing scenes. 
Yeah. Or oh, the cut down, whatever it was, the cut down 15 CWT. Yes. The little titty things. Yeah. Sad, but at the same time, in this scale of game, the self-propelled one, if the self-propelled ones only make a little bit of sense. Um, yeah. I, I just don't, I, I don't think they'll bother. I know. It's, it's, just, it's probably just impractical for them at this point. And that is the end of an officer answers. Yay! Woo! Shall we scoot and scoot, scoot and scoot, shoot and scoot? scoot. It is. Well, scoot. It's only three a.m. here. It's fine. Yes. Yeah, so just, just quickly on the on events. Um, oh, oh, I think oh, it, yes. There's no. That, you, yes. I was going to say this, but I'm just looking, and the um, the Battlefield Hobbies one in the 26th of June is now apparently full. So 26th of June at Battlefield Hobbies, it's going to be 100 points late war, um, £30 on the door, but um, but all the places are now booked, um, waiting places. And, so uh, how are you spelling full? <laughs> most most events are going to be like that going forward, I think. Yep. Obviously, the other one was um, the, the English GT at um, Reading, Warfare and Reading. Got the ticket. Yeah. Super excited. Can't decide what to take yet. No, I can't either. I've got far too many options now. I'm trying to see if Warfare is fully booked or not, but um, I don't think it'll tell you because they're they're yeah. I think they were just working out if the people that had them from last year still wanted them. Right. Okay. Tickets. Yeah. So that's gonna be Ask at Racecourse on the 27th and 28th of November. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm still pondering whether I'm going to do that or not. I'm going to see. I think close to the time I'll see if there's a spare ticket or not. Maybe yeah. commit late on. See how I'm doing my vaccines at that point. It might <laughs> be worth just popping down for the day type thing as well. I'll always give you a lift. Because yeah. Luke and I might be going, not staying over. Okay. It's only an hour. Yeah, so. it just means getting up to you. And, yeah. I suppose it's not too bad. It'd be, yeah. Uh, worth a look at close to the time. Anyway, yeah, yeah so that's the two events I know of so far. If you've got any events and you'd like them shouted out, email. What's your email, Eddie? What's our email? Fez, Is it shooting Fez, the boot? Fez at breakthroughassault.co.uk. Oh, yeah, I forgot you. you've got a posh one. I'm hey. posh. Old school, mate. <laughs> Been here years, me. Yeah, the, our, our, the shoot and scoot one is shoot and scoot podcast. All one word. And being spelled out at gmail.com. There we go. There you go. All right, shoot and scoot. What's our dice today? So, today is no custom dice. Um, it's purple with gold numbering and a symbol on, and that is, I believe, the Empress Children symbol. So, must, so, Empress Children, they're one of those loyalist chapters, right? That sounds like a loyalist <laughs> yeah. chapter. They definitely are. They're definitely loyalist, um, loyalist marines. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? Shooting and scooting with them? Doesn't yeah. sound very hedonistic. Doesn't know. I think they. I think they could be a bit lax on that. I reckon. Shoot, Dr- shoot drugged up. Scoot. Yeah, poorly, poor discipline. So I reckon what four, four plus. Why not? Even it's still space brings, right? Yeah. It's a five. We've actually shooting and scooting. Success. We could be anything but serious with that role. With their blast masters, yeah, howling, yeah, noise marines, classic. Yep. 
exactly. The, the I don't arbitration. think there's anything more metal than that. Sorry, go on. The Armored Trade Record podcast you've been listening to was Shoes and Skew, the Phase World podcast on the team of Breakthrough Assault and Cody UK. was brought to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and Monty Meat Grinders Bridal Wear. You guys still there? Yeah. yeah we're, 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 I, thought, I, I thought you were saying that to start. So we're just yeah. waiting. You know what? Oh, right. You vote us if we start You're talking. You're being quiet for once. What's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> we're being well behaved. Which... <laughs> the irony. Irony.